Hello? What's your favorite scary movie? Fear the Talking Queers. Part 2. Who? Who's gonna do that? Sequels suck. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Happy Mother's Ooh. Day. Just kidding. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, bitch. I know Mother's Day is just a few days away by the time you're listening to this. That is so true. Happy yes, Mother's Day. To all the motherfuckers out there. <laughs> to all the motherfuckers out there. <laughs> just kidding. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. It's yes. oh, <laughs> our yes. biggest mothers, demographic. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mothers are essential to all of us, obviously. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms. <laughs> that out is there. right. That is right. Mothers are essential for all of us to um, be alive, to give life, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but even even though this will come out on Friday, today it is Monday, May third, which means it is the twenty fifth anniversary of the craft. Oh wow! God. Yes, blessed be, kitty girl. Girl, some of our favorite movies are turning twenty five this year. The craft, G- <sighs> scream. I can't. We are. Uh, it's so crazy considering that we're just young eighteen-year-olds. I know it's so crazy, <laughs> but we're beyond our years, obviously, because we've we've went back and we watched movies yeah. from yesteryear, yeah. from the Jurassic Age, yeah, yeah, nineteen nineties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and to uh, fit in with the theme of Mother's Day, we decided that. This would be the perfect opportunity to explore the psychological thriller Ma. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and yes, it is quite the film. Um, it is all about um, one woman's descent into madness, uh, all while throwing a raging ass party. Right? Yes, I love a good party. Honestly, I would go to Ma's. I would party at Ma's. Yeah, definitely. I love her like throwback music. She um, has great decor. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. She 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 really revived. She took all the notes from the youngins, and yeah. she definitely upgraded her um, her little basement. Her, yeah, and um, her little pad. yeah. I mean, who wouldn't party at Ma's? Yeah, hello and free booze. Sure, I'm in. Have you ever been to a party like this <laughs> at someone's uh, mom's house? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, maybe I don't. Uh, probably not. Not somebody's mama's house, but um, have you? Um, no, there was. You know what? There was a girl that lived in a neighboring town. I knew her because of the theater world thing. Yeah. Um, and her mama, I don't know what was going on over there, but they used to have parties at their house and let all the kids drink and smoke weed over there. Whoa! So it was very uh, similar to this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't think that's appropriate. Um, so I didn't go. Yeah, no, that's not appropriate at all. <laughs> Which we'll find out. Um, many, many people think it's not appropriate in this movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, Do you have any like crazy party stories? Or um, I mean, the one that always like pops into my mind is the first time that I ever got blackout drunk to where like I woke up and had no idea what happened. And that's oh, uh, when you were twelve. Ha- Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, uh, this was New Year's Eve, probably going into the year tw- 2009. I think. I don't think oh. you were. You weren't at this one, but uh, I think you were at the next years. Oh yes. Uh, okay. Same house. 
same house, same house. So. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, the little theater posse that I hung around at the time. Yeah. Um, there was one girl who had she lived in a house by herself, and so she was the party bitch. Like she threw all the ragers because she was the only one with a house that could how like could hold a bunch of people. Yeah, her name was Sue Ann. Yeah, <laughs> and we just called her Ma. Um, <laughs> so going to 2009, we had the most banging New Year's Eve party, and it was Lady Gaga themed because this was like peak the fame Gaga, right? And everybody yeah. was obsessed, and we called it the Lady Gaga Glitter Ball. And, uh, and everybody like showed out. Everybody came in in their in their Gaga inspired outfits. They were like. There was like glitter and sequins and costumes. Like it was fucking fun. Wait, but, what was the theme that happened when I went? Was it like the same thing? No, it wasn't. We were upset that it wasn't some sort of sequiny glittery moment. It was like a classy party. Oh, it was like a classy, and we changed. Yes, okay. and we changed halfway yes. through because we're like, fuck this. We want to dress Shorts. in sequins. We we came up there in fucking tuxedos and then yes. went to the bathroom and came out. With eyeliner on, with um, <laughs> shorts sequins. up to our coochies. I was wearing a sequin. It was like a tank top dress from Forever Twenty One. That was, it was like silver oh, yes. and black striped sequins. Striped. But, but I just tucked, you know, I tucked it into my shorts and made it into like a tank top. But it was full on a dress that I was wearing. I was uh, wearing like an oversized T-shirt, women's, and it said black and silver. I think no, it said I didn't silver. Say black and silver. It said something. It was a word. It wasn't a color. It was like black and. Really? No. We have that picture somewhere. We should post that picture. Ah! It. We. You know it exists. And um. <laughs> so basically, back at the Lady Gaga glitter ball, I got a little crazy. I was having the time of my life, right? And I was just drinking, 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 pouring shots. Like this was like, I was 19 years old. So like I was. I wasn't used to, like, drinking, drinking socially. I was, like, binge drinking. You didn't know your limits. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And so I got so wasted that I, I so remember just, like, dancing, like, in the living room. And then all of a sudden, I remember waking up the next morning in the house still. But I was in the host's bedroom she had a couch in her bedroom and I was laying there half of my costume was gone like I had like a tie around my neck and a belt that I made and shoes like half my clothes were gone my best friend from high school was laying on top of me and like I was like what the what the fuck how how did I get here what happened did you guys fuck yeah we totally (laughs) no ew no and um (laughs) it was a girl gross and, oh, um, oh. <laughs> and um, basic, yeah. I just, apparently what happened was that I got so drunk that I was started like I passed out, and my ex, well, he, he ended up becoming my boyfriend again after this. But we were on a break, so my boyfriend I was on a break with ended up mm-hmm. like taking care of me while I was like throwing up everywhere, oh. and then we ended up making out, which is disgusting. Ew. In the like bathroom. Like Marcia from Rock of Love, but... Yes, yes. 
And then you know, we were like making out and then I pass out again and then they somebody picked me up and carried me into the bedroom and put me down on the couch and then closed the door and somehow the door got locked and all of a sudden a rumor started going around that I wasn't breathing and so people started <laughs> freaking out and tried to to um, like break open the door and one girl I, I think I went to high school with her but I didn't really know her she's like I know how to pick a lock I'm like okay girl and they oh, and so she just she, pulled a fucking thing out of her hair literally, literally a, a yes. Bobby pin. yes and she picked the lock and they went in there and I was totally fine I was all just like passed out and um yeah I was like that's great but then all these pictures came out the next day of me like passed out on a futon half I had a lightning bolt on my face that was just smeared everywhere I had thrown all the clothing items that I had on that were missing were off me because I barfed all over them and then I had and then I had to go to work the next day. So where's that picture? Let's post that picture. That picture is online too. I could probably find a picture of that. <laughs> I absolutely could. Oh my god. Yeah, it was a pretty miserable day at work the next day. But you know what? Hey, I think I had a working blast. So Yeah. Oh I bet. Well, have I ever told you the story about the night me and Andre met? No, tell me. Maybe Girl, you have, this but is a, This is a party story. Okay, so I, w- I was already having a bad day. I got off of work hella fucking late, and then I got pulled over on the way home because I had a brake light out. Oh, my God. And then we got to the club where the party was at, and I had forgotten my ID, so I couldn't even get in. So we had to go all the way back, which was like a 35-minute drive back home. And then back, and my aunt who was with me, my aunt is just a, a couple years older than me. She's like two, a year and a half older than me. She um, wanted me to meet Andre so badly. Like, she was like, you're, this is going to be your man. She, I guess she wasn't wrong. And um, <laughs> so we made all this effort to get into this party. What a disaster. So me and Andre met, and he thought I was a total bitch. You? <gasps> you? Remember my stud? Remember my studded Steve Madden boots? I was wearing those. Oh my god, I loved those boots. I never even got to wear them. I know. I just gave them away, like to some fabulous um, Goodwill homeless person. (laughs) No, 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 no. Goodwill. Um, And so we get to this party. Everyone's fucking drunk. It's in the hood, girl. Um, It's at probably one of the most hood clubs in my hometown and so um after the party is over uh, i guess there started being some words had outside between one group and another so a fight was you know oh my God, west side story out. yeah exactly the sharks <laughs> versus the jets and so we go to this after party at someone's house and andre and i are still you know talking whatever and girl tell me why somebody bursts into the house and is like oh my god the people that we were fighting with are here they're here and they have a knife and da 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 oh my god someone called the cops the cops come they bust in they see a bunch of drunk ass Mexican kids they make us all go out into the grass face down even though we're the household that called the cops face down there's like 25 of us face down on the concrete on the driveway on the grass Guns pointed at us. Oh my god. What the fuck? Yes. Guns pointed. Someone farts. Everyone starts laughing. <laughs> like, 
No. What? <laughs> literally, literally. And if you ask who Andre was it? Or it was you. My aunt. No, no, no. It wasn't me. No way. I didn't even eat back then. I definitely. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just air inside you. I bet it was you. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like this. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I don't know who it was. Um, but they farted, and then, like, we all started laughing and whatever. It all got cleared up. Turns out that somebody just wanted fucking attention because those people were not there, and they never showed up. What the hell? And I told my aunt, I was like, I'm never coming to a party with you again. I don't want to date this guy. Like, you're ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, so what's what happened with you and Andre? Like, how what was the meeting like? Oh, well, I had a boyfriend at the time. Um, oh, okay. So... I think that the next week, I, I really liked Andre, so like we started texting, and then I broke up with my other boyfriend. I started dating Andre, and here we are, nine years later, married for three. Wow! Oh, what a romantic story. <laughs> what a romantic story! What, what a romantic story. Um, it's definitely one that you can't forget. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joey and I actually met at a party too. Well, I guess we. So we were in the same musical theater program at UC Irvine. Okay, wait. And events at bathhouses don't count. As oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I guess because I was a senior, my house or my apartment became the party apartment. Like there used to be a house. That was called the Dude Ranch. That was like an actual house where, where like the theater or like the drama department would throw their parties. But then uh, I think the, those kids lost the house. So then we didn't really have like a central party house. So me and my roommates, like and, uh, it was my best friend. She had the apartment next door. So we would kind of like open up our two apartments and we would have like parties at the same time and people would go back and forth between and the apartments. Too. Oh, nice, yeah. And Joey was a little baby freshman, you know, Aww. and he, you know, God love him, was looking for... Are you looking at him right now? Yes, I am. He's, yeah, I, I can tell by the way you're looking. He's, and he's like... You the love in your eyes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he, you know, he was looking for his place, you know, and he was looking for somebody to... to validate him and love him and accept him and he, he was, was looking for a hole oh yes <laughs> he was basically uh very drunk and came up no. to me at this party and i had probably seen him around but i had never spoken to him i don't think and i know you yes yes and he was like oh <laughs> i he, he was like i i think that you are so cool and I feel like you don't like me. And I was like, I don't. Oh my I don't, God. I was like, I don't even know you. I was like, but um, I was like, I honestly don't feel either way towards you. I just don't know you yet. And you're all, like, I feel like all gays have this conversation with each other. Like, I felt like you didn't like me at first. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> bitch, I, don't, I didn't have any feelings. For, no. Bitch, I don't uh, even know you. I don't even fucking know. No. He was, he was very, <laughs> it was very cute. And, you know, oh. but we didn't, we didn't start dating after that. But, um, we act, the first time we ever kissed was at a party too, because I was being, <laughs> I was sort of in a bit of an evil phase back then. 
Well, wait, were you a fr- were you were a senior in college and he was a freshman in high school? Ew, uh, you're disgusting. <laughs> no, this I'm not Ma. Okay, I'm not Sue Ann. <laughs> right, that's up. what I was getting. I'm not making out with children. Okay, he, he was a freshman in college, and um, so basically, <laughs> the first time we kissed was at a cast party after um, our production of Spring Awakening that we put on. He was on the tech crew. And I was in the show, the star, honey. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I was, but um, the hat, the headliner. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so I, we were at the cast party, and there was a guy at the party who was like obsessed with me, <laughs> and uh, but I was like trying to really give him the impression that like I was not into him, and then um, so one of the things I did was. Make out with Joey all night, oh, in front, literally, all night. In, literally in front of this guy, like New York and Flav, like for yes. forty-five minutes yes. making out. Yes, the longest kiss in reality TV show history, <laughs> <laughs> like flavor, like Flav in New York, and um, yeah, and so flavor, that was, flavor, flavor, like flavor, flavor in Manhattan. Flavor. <laughs> but basically, yeah, that was uh, the first time we kissed, and um, but again, we didn't we didn't date until probably about a year or so after I graduated. Uh, wow. A little bit after I graduated. See, our, our stories are like symbiotic. I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but like all of our milestones too over here have been at parties. Parties have brought us together. (laughs) Yeah. So parties obviously brought us together yeah like you you said you guys been together for nine years and joey and i just hit our seven year anniversary so yeah, yeah well, our, well our nine year will be coming up this fall because we're a little we're our timelines are a little bit closer than two yeah years. right 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 right, right. yeah like a year I, apart yeah we just hit seven years in february yes. so crazy uh, so this week we are talking about the party monster herself ma literally monster yeah <laughs> she puts the mon monster <laughs> oh that's a good one i like that thank you she puts thank the mon you. monster work let me cross that off in my notes and- <laughs> <laughs> my my list of prepared jokes that i have <laughs> i have to keep up i have to keep up <laughs> yeah that's right you know um so this movie is a psychological thriller crazy ride and um, I think we should get into it. What do you say? Absolutely. Let's jump in. All right. Let's, let's join the party. Let's join the party. This is Ma. 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 <laughs> ma. Ma. <laughs> it's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Hey, I was just thinking, why wait for the weekend? It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Ma, released in 2019, written by Scotty Landis and Tate Taylor, directed by Tate Taylor. Teenager Maggie Thompson, played by Diana Silvers, moves with her mother Erica, played by Juliette Lewis, to her Ohio hometown after Erica's husband leaves her. At her new high school, Maggie befriends extrovert Haley, played by McKaylee Miller, jokester Jarrell, played by Dante Brown, jock Chaz, played by Gianni Paolo, and Sweet Andy, played by Corey Fogel Bannis. <laughs> Girl. By, yeah, that's a name. That's an, I mean, that's I'm, a name. Mm-hmm. Who immediately develops a crush on her. She also meets an awkward young girl in an electric wheelchair named Jeannie, played by Tanyelle Wavers. 
When Erica has to dedicate as much time as possible to working as a cocktail waitress in order to support her and Maggie, Maggie hangs with her new small town friends who have nothing better to do than drive around town and drink. After several failed attempts with other adults, they convince veterinary technician Sue Ann Ellington, played by Octavia Spencer, to help them buy alcohol because they are underage. After recognizing the name of the security company on Andy's van that belongs to his dad, Sue Ann anonymously reports the teenagers who are drinking at a local rock pile. However, they are released by the cop because of the officer's history with Andy's father, Ben, played by Luke Evans. When Maggie gets home, she asks Maggie about where she's been and why she smells like pot. And Maggie digs at her mother for her own mistakes. The next day, Erica drops off their fog. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Girl, I was just reading. Yes. Their fog. I didn't even attempt you went to for it, you're all... fix it. <laughs> she drops off their, their fog. Their fog, Louie. Yep. <laughs> and That's I frog. stand by that. <laughs> frog? <laughs> yeah, their pet frog, Louie. <laughs> can you take a frog to a vet probably i think you have to go to like a specialist like an exotic vet like oh, dr yeah. pole who okay. <laughs> dr pole he's on tlc he's like an exotic. Oh. i was like that's so specific i was like is that your <laughs> exotic veterinarian <laughs> <laughs> that's where you... i take my um, anaconda <laughs> <laughs> my anaconda don't <laughs> <laughs> If you don't got buns, hang. Okay. <laughs> We're so stupid. Okay. Don't dumb. Back to the story. The next day, Erica drops off their dog, Louie, to the veterinary office, but she doesn't recognize Sue Ann. That night, the kids are bought alcohol again by Sue Ann, who invites the teenagers to drink in her basement instead of drinking and driving. Sue Ann is a gracious host, giving them free reign to utilize her basement as long as they don't enter her house upstairs. After a fun night of partying, Chaz gets bold and begins to demand that Sue Ann update her basement. Sue Ann pulls a gun on Chaz. De- 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 demand. This is crazy. De- it is crazy. Uh, this is sexual assault with a deadly weapon. It is. Demanding he strip naked, humiliating him in front of his friends. Sue Ann breaks character, laughing and insisting she was just playing and the gun doesn't even work. The friends laugh it off and head home. Sue Ann has a flashback of being in high school and the boy she has a crush on inviting her out to a party at the rock pile. Woo, dang. We're introduced to everybody within this first couple of minutes. Yeah, we are. And it's like a kind of a big cast. There's a lot of kids in this. It's a big cast. I was going to say, it's like a lot of kids with like very indiscernible personalities that sometimes make it a little hard to follow. Yeah, follow who's who. I mean... They don't really yeah. have they don't have really have much personalities and sometimes they kind of even look alike. No. Like the, like Andy and Chaz, I was like, "Wait, who's who?" Wait, who's who? I mean, one's cuter than the other. Um they <laughs> So obviously Haley's a big personality. Um and Darrell and Chaz no per- are no kind personality. of just like they blur to the background and yeah. Andy doesn't really have a personality either, but he has a bigger no. part. Right, exactly. Um, I really like the establishment of Maggie and Erica. Me too. Ms. Diana Silvers and Ms. Juliette Lewis. Ugh, I have I... to say, I think Juliette Lewis is the best actress in this movie. She is. She is so good in this. I'm like, she is like so the good. coolest mom. And uh, I don't know. I, I love Juliette Lewis. I know she's a little kooky because of the Scientology shit. But 
I love her. I think she's a great actress, and I feel like she's so underrated, and I just, I don't know, I get so excited I whenever know. I see her in anything. I, I literally wrote in my notes that I love seeing Juliette Lewis on the screen. Me too. I think she just lights it up. I'm yeah. just like, I she love lights it up. her movies. I like her kind of like, her drawl, her, her voice, like... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. She like has this like thing that she talks like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just love it. It's it's like comforting to me to hear it. Yeah, she's great, and and I think it's because she's been in movies for so long oh, that yeah. when you start with like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, yes. you watch uh, to the other sister. Remember that movie? Oh my God, yes, so good. And then like you know to her other stuff, Whip It, California. From yeah. Dust Till Dawn, so yeah, like all the all the classics. Yes, from Dust Till Dawn. Yes, uh, Cape Fear. Anyway, she's great. We love her. She's great. So she's yeah, great. So I like that. You know, we have a we have a mother daughter relationship who are downgrading their life in a way, moving from the big city of San Diego to uh, <laughs> bumfuck yeah. Ohio. One of the things that I read about um, for somebody who was looking at plot holes, they're like, why would they move back to her hometown of Ohio when they really don't have any strings connected to yeah. that? I thought that was really There's strange. No grandma or nothing. Yeah, yeah so, I was like, they don't, they're a family. Like, why specifically did she want to move back here? Maybe they don't, they, they don't establish that she... I mean, do they say that maybe somebody in her family owns the house? Or is no. she... I mean, I guess not. There's I mean, a lot that she... they don't mention that you can kind of just make sense of. You're like, sure, you're like... Of, this can make sense, but it's not being explained. Yeah, like, why not? Yeah, because there's she, they don't show any family. They don't show a reason why they moved back to Ohio specifically. But they do. It is what it is. Maybe she just feels more comfortable there one time so i know i uh, in another episode i talked about uh casper wyoming a place that i visited on tour i think is in our yeah. vacancy episode and i met this woman there in a bookstore and she seemed really cool and i was like girl i was like how did you what brought you here to this little mm-hmm. town in the middle of nowhere wyoming and she's like well she's like i'm from san diego i was like what I was like, what? I was like, how? I was like, what happened? She's like, well, I got married, and uh, we wanted small time living. She's like, we wanted it, so we moved out here, and I got this job at this bookstore, and I love it. She's like, and then me and my husband got divorced, and he went back to San Diego, and I stayed here because I love it. And I was like, that was Whoa. like, that was like so mind blowing to me, the fact that like somebody wouldn't wouldn't want to live in like I guess a, a hustle bustle type city but I guess uh, people don't they want simple living and yeah. you know what the cost of living is probably astronomically cheaper so maybe that's the reason yeah. why too maybe it's familiarity maybe it's the cost of living that makes sense to me but you know what I always feel like the cost of living matches where you are like if you're getting if you're working at a bookstore in Casper, Wyoming if you're probably making $5.75 but if yeah. you're working at a bookstore in Napa, California you're probably making like 17 bucks I mean so that's like, that, that's true but I mean yeah, I mean it's just it is astronomically more expensive to live in California than it is in Ohio I would assume yeah so I mean maybe that $5 <laughs> take a shot in the dark <laughs> yeah just a shot in the dark gotta go for it and um yeah so they moved maybe she was just familiar with like the pricing of the prices right exactly that's probably true so then uh 
you know, you kind of see them. They're like, they're really good friends, like a mom and daughter pair. And then her mom. I love their chemistry too. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, Diana Silver, she's not the the greatest actress, but she really built a great, the way she interacts with the other characters. She did a really good job with that. Yeah. She's very, yeah. I think she's, I think she's a nat, she's natural. She's not like, I don't see her giving, she didn't give like a big over the top performance or like, she didn't really like go there, but she, she seems like a natural actress to me. And I feel like she'll probably mature into somebody who has a she's, decent career. Yeah. She's like low key. Remember when she was in Booksmart, remember? She was like uh, the hot lesbian. Yes. Yes. She looks like a supermodel. I ha- She looks like a, like Brooke Shields, like those eyebrows, mama. Like, yeah. Whoa. Like between Brooke Shields and like um, Cindy Crawford or something. Yeah, totally. Like she just has that, like really with, with mixed with like that, that awkward model, like the model weirdness they talk about. Yeah. Like the awkwardness. Yeah. So you think we, we see them like being really close or kind of like more like girlfriends, like her and her mom. And then her mom gets really busy. So then she goes to school and makes friends literally immediately, which yeah. is like, all right, we're, we're, getting, we're, ra- we're yeah. yeah, we're making the story move. <laughs> Well, you know, um, I have the Blu-ray of this, and there's all there are all these deleted scenes, and a lot of them are like little tiny moments that they just snipped out, and for some reason they felt compelled to put them into the deleted scene section of the Blu-ray. And one of them is Maggie is getting to class late, and she moves by ha- Haley, and she has her ass to her. And so this line oh, yeah. now makes sense. She's like, you have a great ass. Because after she, she goes and she sits down, and then Haley looks at her, and she's just like staring at her, and... Uh, Maggie's like, uh, boo. And then it's, that's it. That's the scene. That's it. And then the next one is, um, you have a great ass, you know, like, you know, whatever. Right. Which, which I just thought was a response to her seeing that note her mom left her in her lunch that said, I love your butt. Oh. That's what I assumed. That <laughs> I, I thought she was like, yeah, you have a great ass. Like, uh, your mom loves your butt, and so do I. Like, you that. have a great ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and I guess they made, they're like, this makes sense enough. We can cut yeah. out the other part. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Let, yeah. Let's keep the story totally. going. So uh, we meet all these friends, and they're like, come hang out. And she's like, no. She's like, I got to hang with my mom. But then her mom's like, I'm too busy now. Like, I got I I to gotta work. work. I got to make money. And now she, and her mom's like, she's slinging cocktails at the local casino. And so, oh, where we meet Stu. <laughs> Stu, what a random character. So campy, like literally serving up a totally different storyline. Yeah, I was like, what movie is this guy in? <laughs> but I was like, all right. He's like, yeah, this her campy co-worker at the casino. And um, so then she start, so Maggie, she's gotta she's gotta hang out with her friends now. She's gotta make connections in this mm-hmm. town, so she's new. Oh wait, can I tell you about this really quick deleted scene from that scene where she meets Stu? Yeah. Um, Erica meets Stu. He goes, um, he walks in, he goes, so how do you like it so far? Same thing. And she's like, oh, sure beats a desk job. And he goes, you're serving blowjobs? And he goes, she goes, excuse me? And he goes, blow blowjobs. And then he lifts the receipt. He's like, somebody ordered blowjobs? <laughs> or something. Oh and my she goes, God. Oh, she goes, no, I meant to put in beer. Oh my God. <laughs> I understand why they cut it out, but it was real. It's really fun. The delivery is hilarious. That reminds me of a story my mom told me one time. We were like at a family reunion or something like that, and she was like partying with her cousins at a bar. And one of her cousins told her to go order a blowjob from the bar. And so my mom goes to the bar and she goes, and instead of saying like, "Can I order a blowjob?" She goes, 
do you know what a blowjob is to the bartender? And he was like, uh, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I, I forgot what his response was, but something funny. And what they are like, they? Are they like shots, right? It's like a shot. And then they laughed about it, but he's like, we don't have any whipped cream. So it's something with whipped cream, but, uh, that's funny. She was shooting the cum. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> I'm here all day. <laughs> so then we got this like typical small town thing where these kids literally have nothing to do except nothing. for party, not even party, but just drink, probably do meth, vape, vape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably what... smoke a little, smoke a little crack. Yeah. Suck a little dick, suck a little dick smoke a little crack. But that's what happens. I mean, I, I mean, I've never lived in a small town, but every story I ever see about people living in small towns, like the, you yeah. Know. I'm from California, where there's always something to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's always the beach. There's always a fun park to go. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Chaz is hot. Okay. I yeah. guess we'll get to that part. Yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah, to that part. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> uh, so, so they're like, what do we do? What do we do? We're young kids. Um, we don't have access to many entertaining things, so we just like to drink. So they're like, but we're underage. Because the party got canceled. Stephanie's party yeah, got canceled. Yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie fucking didn't come through her mom's a fucking bitch yeah that's what Haley says (laughs) (laughs) so they decide to go and uh hustle for some some alcohol outside the convenience store yes this is where they run across our villainous sue ann with the most stunning haircut haircut i've ever seen oh octavia (laughs) oh my god oh my god the way it frames her face (laughs) watching this movie and then watching the behind the scenes where she's all glam i'm like why the bowl cut they're like i guess they're like let's tone her down because usually like when we see octavia outside of movies she's glam and so yeah when i saw her the other day at the store i was like octavia yeah when i saw her at walmart the other day she was wearing a a ball gown I was like, did you wear that to the Oscars? Oh my God, it looks great. I, like, I recognize that dress. <laughs> She's all, thanks, honey. Boop, boop, yeah. boop. <laughs> <laughs> not, not checking out. Yeah, she's checking out. <laughs> yeah, so she's walking this three-legged dog. Dad? Dag. Is that Luke Evans? Dog. Dog. This dog. That's an Australian Boston. term for something. A dog. I forget what it is now. But um, <laughs> she's our Oscar-winning villain, and she is um, she's she is she looks like a normal everyday woman. She's like a veteran. She has like scrubs on because she uh-huh. works at the veterinary yeah. office, and um, she is just walking her dog. And she comes across these kids who are like, "Hey, can you please buy us alcohol?" And at first she's like, uh, "No," but then she notices. The name on Hawkins Security. Yeah, she recognizes the name, and all of a sudden, everything changes. It's like in a split well, second. Actually, yeah, her. She's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, all the shit comes, you know, flooding back to her. Um, I know. I think she's like, ah, hell, give me the list. Yeah. And you're like, oh, great. Oh, she's God. not falling for this. Okay, would you do this as an adult? Would you buy? teenagers alcohol literally never no way either 
Have you ever been a teenager asking adults to buy you alcohol? No, never. I didn't really start drinking. I mean, I guess I was 18, so I was still technically underage, but I'd never begged adults outside of a store to buy me alcohol. Okay, do you want to hear a story then? Story time. <laughs> okay, real quick. Uh, during quarantine, I we were drinking we needed some drinks from the store and so we were, I was like I'll go I'll go and I got like a 24 pack of beer and um I'm like in the and the lines this is like when COVID first started so the lines were down the fucking aisles and around the block bitch so I was like I don't want to wait in this line I was like maybe I should ask somebody oh no no sorry not yet I realized I don't have my wallet. So not only do I not have my money, I don't even have my ID. So I'm like, maybe I should ask somebody to buy this for me. Like someone closer to the end of the line too. And um, I'm like, fuck. And then I just walked out, (laughs) beer in hand. Oh, so there, wait, you stole it? Oh my God, you were a thief. I wanted to fucking party. I'm calling the fucking police. Oh my God. I'm not even proud to tell this story, but this is probably the third time I've told it. So maybe I am proud. <laughs> All right. We're... You can take the girl out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the girl. Yeah. So um, listeners, if you're listening, please call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Yeah. So um, yeah, I would never buy... I would never buy teenagers that because I wouldn't want the responsibility, which she sort of brings up, um, of knowing that they could potentially kill somebody, kill drink, themselves, kill themselves, kill somebody else, mm-hmm. drink and right. drive, you know. And I don't need that on my conscience. Hell no. So when when do you think? So does this start this revenge plan? I think that's one of the potholes here too. Like when she sees Hawk in security, is this when everything the pieces just fall together in her mind? Like I'm gonna get. I think that as I think as it unravels, she starts plotting more and more. But I don't think she came into the situation knowing this is what she was gonna do. I think she was. I think she was just casual lonely old woman not old she's not old but you know i think she's she's probably <laughs> been dealing with her trauma she already has her way of dealing with it willing her way yeah. of dealing with it which we find out later with her daughter it's like synchronicity it's like serendipity yeah it's like oh wow ben hawkins son and erica thompson's daughter yeah it's like fate literally fate so she's got to take this opportunity while she can and she does. And so she invites them over to the ha- Oh, no, she, no, no. She buys them the alcohol and sends them on their way. And she's like, I'm going to rat them out. <laughs> yeah, because this is how she's going to get them to coerce them into partying in her basement and doing all this nonsense. Exactly. Because where are they going to party? Where are they going to drink if they can't go to the rock pile? You know, the... <laughs> Which sounds like the most um, exciting place I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> one, <laughs> so one of the things that I read was somebody said, um, this town really is going to have this pile of rocks here for like 40 years. Literally. It's like, who is cleaning up these rocks? She's like, I used to go drink down there in the 80s when I was a teenager. It's like, girl, it's been around for that long, this big old junkyard full of rocks. Yeah, ew. This town is disgusting. It's gross. <laughs> Speaking of disgusting, what, she anonymously, anonymously reports the teenagers to Andy's dad, Ben, played by Luke Evans, who's getting a blowjob from Missy, Missy Piles <laughs> playing Mercy. Mercedes. <laughs> I oh my god, we we can get a Missy Pile in a minute, but Luke Evans, oh my god, he is Ugh. so 
gorgeous. He is gorgeous. like, and I just love that he is an out and gay man. Hell yeah! And he gets these straight roles. Oh yeah, lead. yes. I know. Mm. When I know deep down he should be straight in my bed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I know that when I was watching this, I was Missy Pie. <laughs> I put my <laughs> I put myself right in her <laughs> shoes. I did. I got in the position and everything. I was like. Yes. Oh my God. He is so gorgeous and just like the ultimate daddy. And um, yeah, so, so excited he's I in this. I <laughs> love this scene. I love this little tidbit that they have where he, she calls him and she's like anonymously reporting and Missy Piles like adjusting her fucking lip gloss after giving him a blowjob and stuff. And this seemed to me like a lot of the inspiration for this moment in particular was um, from Carrie. Like Chris and Billy. Yeah, this like Did you get that vibe from this? Yeah, totally. It's like Chris and Billy grown up. Still pieces yeah. of shit. And Sue Ann's like Carrie. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean like, this is like what if Carrie didn't have powers? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have our Sue Snell, we have our Billy Nolan, we have our Chris Harginson. Oh yeah, I think they are fucking thieves, whoever wrote this. <laughs> I don't think it's homage. <laughs> I think this is stealing. No. <laughs> This is the same story. This is the same exact story as With Carrie. a different ending. Literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, we have that moment with Luke and Missy. And then we have <laughs> a short scene of Octavia Spencer at work. And who is her boss? Fucking Alice and Janney. Like, how did they get this cast so to agree to be random. in this movie? Even Octavia, but she said that she was approached by her agent. And they said he said, "I have a horror movie for you," and she was like, "Well, what is it?" Because she had, you know, just years before she was in Halloween Two, Rob Zombie, where she just didn't no even have any lines except one scream. And so she was like, "Do I die in the beginning?" And they were like, "No, you're the killer." Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, I'm Sign down." Me up. So I don't even think she read the script. She was just like, "She Let's did, do it." Well, you know Octavia. She'd well, it was it was Tate Taylor who, of course, directed this and wrote this, who also did The Help. Oh. He directed that? Yes. This is the same director of The Help? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Shut up. He said, hey, bitch, remember I made that movie where you won an Oscar? Well, now we're going to make a horror movie. That's one of favorite movies. That's one of Joey's favorite movies. Director of The Help? You would never know. (laughs) Yeah, they're vastly different. (laughs) (laughs) They're very different. The only thing they have in common is Octavia Spencer. (laughs) And Alice and Janney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She just, they were doing him favors. They were literally, yeah. But I think that Octavia was excited for the prospect of playing a lead in a movie. Because when you think of Octavia's career, I mean, you even think of when she won her Oscar, she won for Best Supporting Actress. Like, Octavia Spencer really hasn't been offered the opportunity to play leads in movies. She's always a supporting character. When she was one of the main characters in The Help, a supporting character even, she blew that shit out of the water. So it was like, wow, why why have we ignored this woman? For so many years. Right. She was in the background of Drag Me to Hell. She was in the background of Halloween <laughs> 2. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, exactly. On. So so the opportunity came where she could play the lead. And so I don't blame her for taking it. Even if the movie is shit, she probably, no. didn't, get, she probably didn't give a 
damn about how good the script was. She was like, yeah, I'll take this opportunity. Yeah, and I think she does a great job as Sue Ann. I, I think that the difference between her and Juliette Lewis's performance, and the reason I like Juliette Lewis's performance more is because it's more relatable. It's more grounded yeah. in reality. Right. And um, Octavia as Sue Ann, she has these moments uh, that just add this sort of layer of like campiness. Camp, for sure. Like, yeah and so it it just it it's it's like everyone's performance is for a different movie it seems like yeah but they work very well together so. sure yeah they, they yeah they work pretty well so then we have um we have sue ann coming back the next day to help these kids and if this were me i would be so sketched out about this woman being so willing to help out and buy me all this alcohol like i'd be like there's something off about her and i think maggie and jarell kind of catch on to it first like, yeah mm, something's not quite right or, with yeah her. They're like, there's something weird but the other ones are so determined to party and get their drink on that they're like whatever like it's great this is the perfect opportunity and she's like hey the come back kids are dumb as fuck yeah exactly yeah <laughs> fucking stupid blondes okay <laughs> so she's like hey come to my basement <laughs> and uh awesome why wouldn't they just drink in the van yeah, like well, I mean, park somewhere. I mean, they just want. Well, one she wanted to, that one girl wanted to pee. Like Haley wanted to pee really badly. She's gonna pee That's in the true. van. Come on, girls like Haley pee in the woods. They don't <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah, she about on a toilet. Yeah, you chug, you chug one of your bottles, and then you pee in the bottle. Come on. Hello, what are you, an amateur? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they go and hang out in her basement and. It's so strange. She's like, she's a stickler about bad language. And you think that she's like, kind of. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, she like. Yeah, she definitely plays up this like innocence. And, you know, it's all good fun. I'm looking out for you. I just want you to be safe. Yeah, like, let me have your keys and you have to check in on with me. So you don't drink and drive. Like, she's responsible. She's responsibly letting these kids express themselves and have a great time i think one of the key lines in this section is when she says don't go upstairs because that's my world like she says yeah that's my world that's kind of like weird because then when they do enter it it's kind of all of these fractions of who she is like the cat decor on the table and like the you move these kitties? of it all <laughs> but also the- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeannie, did you move these kitties <laughs> And then, like, what's happening upstairs is completely different. Like, that, like oh, yeah. it's almost like what's happening downstairs is her, who she tries to be, and who what's happening upstairs in her brain is what's happening upstairs in her fucking house. Ooh, yes, it's yeah. Chaos. The house is actually mimicking what's in her head. Wow, that's a good point. I like that. Right? Yeah. This would be smarter than it appears, I think. Well, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have this crazy moment. Where the red flag should have been flying, and these kids should have never seen this bitch ever again. So, <laughs> God, yeah, Chaz is getting a little mouthy. He's getting a little cocky. He's like a he cocky got all jock. Up in her face. Yeah. I would have just slapped him. His mom right. of the fucking house. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> duh. And then he, so he's like, he's like, you need to buy this and this and this, and she's all, you know what I think would be cool. <laughs> Yeah. And she pulls out this gun. <laughs> and they're like, Holy whoa. Shit. Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? And then she. And she's like, strip. 
and I'm like, oh no, like this is this is the first and- of of like Sue Ann's obviously showing us that she's not well, but it's like yeah, and it's it like tells the audience that she's a little bit of a sexual predator. Yes. So this is my thing about Sue Ann is that I think she's a bit of a kitchen sink character where she has so much going on that it's just like it borders on convoluted. It's totally convoluted. So this is this is like one, so she's a bit of a sexual predator. So she right. likes she demands that this minor strips fully naked in her basement. To and, the enjoyment of the audience. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because he got a little meaty behind. Yeah, he's a little bubble butt. He has yeah. a nice little body. I was like, but why'd they cover up the front? The actor's an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, <laughs> show his front. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then she's he's like, Italian. I'm sure it's big. Oh, yeah. Gianni Paolo. Paolo Putanesca. Gianni Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Versace. E do company. <laughs> So, yeah, she, like, strips him naked, and then she's like, I'm just kidding. I love when she goes, you think I'm Medea? I was like, oh, my God, not you think I'm Medea. Did you hear her say that line? No, I didn't know that's what she said. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> I literally wrote that I don't that know what down. I thought she said. Oh, you think I'm Medea? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so stupid. She probably ad-libbed that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. So you're crazy. Do you think I'm a dia? <laughs> the kids, especially, again, the blonde kids. The blonde kids don't make the smartest of choices. Again, Darrell and Maggie in the beginning. Darrell eventually, like, ignores it too. But in the beginning, they're the two that are like, this yeah. is it's kind of psychotic. And the other kids are like, oh my God, you're crazy, mom. Yeah, and then they just sort of laugh this moment off. He even laughs it off. I'd be like, are you If Oh my God, I would never see this person ever again in my life. Are you kidding? I would have reported her to the police. To the I would police. Have been like, she, made, she bought us booze, she let us drink in her basement, and then she made my friends strip naked. Yeah. He's 16. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, the the fact that they're so cavalier about this whole situation is so strange. But it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I love that word. Yeah. Cavalier. <laughs> I need to use that one more. Yeah, it's a good one. And so, yeah. like, even as they're leaving, she's like, now you know where the party is. Bitch, hell mm-hmm. no. I'm not ever coming back here. But these kids yeah. are not me. And they are not as smart as me. Um, so they do. They end up going back later. So this is when we get our first flashback. And um, we start to find out that there's some backstory here. And uh, one of the things that they said about the film before Octavia was involved was that the original script didn't have a backstory for Sue Ann. That there was no explanation as to why she is the way she is. I'm not shocked because the backstory seems like an afterthought. It does. And so I guess when Octavia got involved and, you know, they, I think probably her, she was like look if i'm gonna be in this you gotta like give me some character development and so they they worked on purpose yeah they need to give you a, a reason to potentially sympathize with sue ann and so they created this backstory very a la carrie mm-hmm. so this is the first one but we don't really so we're getting bits and pieces and so far we just see a young sue ann in the 80s being invited to the rock pile to a party with a boy that she, I'm assuming, 
has a crush on. We don't know who and at, who who's who yet, right? At this point. And well, at this point, I think we we know we've met all the characters where we can kind of piece it together. Right. right. Like, this must be Ben. This must be Erica. That must be Mercedes. Right. Exactly. That big ass blonde girl with those eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Heather. Heather. <laughs> Heather. Heather Chandler. <laughs> oh my God. I thought we were say Heather from Rock of Love. Heather. <laughs> Her too. Her fucking 80s fucking hair. Erica, working as a cocktail waitress at a casino, has a run-in with an inebriated woman named Mercedes, played by Missy Pyle, along with Andy's father, Ben. The three of them were friends in high school. However, Mercedes berates Erica for her failed marriage in California and for having to return to her hometown in Ohio. Sue Ann is unknowingly observing the altercation from a distance. Erica leaves Maggie alone for the weekend, leaving her open to attending yet another party at Sue Ann's, now affectionately referred to as Ma, who surprises the teens with a box of alcohol after school. Ma has decorated her basement and lots of other teenagers show up at her house to party, making her popular among the students. The teens and Ma dance and drink the night away. When a loud noise is heard upstairs, Ma heads into the house and angrily pulls a syringe out of the fridge and heads to the second floor. When Haley has to pee and the line in the basement is too long, she and Maggie sneak into the house to use the bathroom. When Maggie hears Ma screaming at somebody upstairs, Maggie attempts to grab Haley to leave but are surprised by Sue Ann who scares the girls who run back into the party and insist to leave. After the party clears out, Suan is seen quietly singing to herself while cutting out pictures of herself from old photos. This is when we really get a good taste of who Mercedes is. <laughs> yes. Besides a dick-sucking girl. <laughs> Besides a dick-sucking <laughs> drunk, gambling-ass bitch. <laughs> I love how she tries to, like, down... Like, she tries to pull Erica down for being a cocktail. We're like, oh, didn't you live in San Diego with a husband? Oh, yeah, that's right. You got divorced and you moved back here. That's like, bitch, and you never you moved never out. left. You never left. You never left. Don't try to bring me down because I went somewhere else, you you hoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a fucking bitch. Like, and like, totally unprompted. Like, they, I thought they were friends. Like in high yeah, school. She's like, oh my god, Erica! Look, it's Erica. Ben, it's Erica. Oh my god, I, I love. This is when Juliette Lewis's performance really starts to ramp up. Is when she grabs those champagne glasses. Yeah, and she's like, Oh no, 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 those aren't for you. Like, yeah. it's so realistic. Like I, I know, like, she's so funny. And do you know what? I mean, I don't know how they do in Ohio, but the cocktail waitresses in Las Vegas make a mint. Like those bitches make three figures a year. When I say three, I meant six figures a year. <laughs> I was like, wow. So by mint, you meant fucking pesos? <laughs> I meant Andy's mints. <laughs> fucking peppermints. Pepper, yeah, peppermints <laughs> from the dollar store. Spearmints. Like the bitch. I'm like, I <laughs> I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Three figures? I'm like, okay. I meant six figures. Six figures. Oh my God. Okay. That's awesome. Especially yeah. because the cost they, of living outside of the strip is low. It's low. Yeah. So, so that I mean, was great. Yeah. Because they make so much money. So I don't think fucking Mercedes needs to be over here shaming 
Erica for a job that probably makes her way more money than whatever the fuck Mercedes does here in bumfuck Ohio. She doesn't do anything. She sucks dick for money. <laughs> is that what we <laughs> decide her job is? Absolutely. Besides being a total bitch. Yeah. We're not just saying that to say it. It's because every character in here says that. Yeah, exactly. Even, yeah, Andy hates her. Ben even looks embarrassed to still be with her. Yeah, he's like, okay, let's go. I love how her um, dress, too, as she's walking away, like her dress starts to come up above her ass. Yeah. But if you notice, (laughs) her dress is the same color as the dress that Ma is wearing later. Does this have a connection? Maybe not. But when I watched the behind the scenes stuff, they said that if you look at the characters around Sue Ann, because Sue Ann's just been in this bubble kind of, like in her veterinary bubble, work home, work home, poisoning her daughter, work home, work (laughs) home. So then um, they say that like, if you notice a lot of the fashion choices that Sue Ann starts to make as she ramps up her fashions are based on looks that other characters have around her. Ooh, interesting. Like Haley's wearing a leopard shirt in the beginning. And then she ends up wearing a leopard shirt to go meet Ben. Oh, shit. It's very subtle. Very subtle. That is subtle. But I'm thinking like the Mercedes dress color may have influenced her dress color at the end. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, work. I love that. So Erica leaves. She's she's like, I'm going to a seminar. I didn't realize that she was going to... uh, to be a car dealer. I was like, she's going to a yeah. seminar to be a cocktail waitress. I was so confused. She's going to learn how to fucking accordion those cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she leaves, um, she leaves Maggie home by herself, you know, and so that Maggie. Oh, Maggie. Maggie. Yeah, so Maggie, she, uh, she goes to another party because Sue Ann shows up at the school and drops off a box of alcohol at the school and leaves them this fucking insane video message she's like why wait for the weekend it's five o'clock somewhere (laughs) (laughs) she's oh my god i was like this is hilarious it's it's those choices that octavia made that sort of if this movie did not have these performances i don't think it would be worth even talking about yeah to be honest i know that some people really love this movie yeah we know Um, people who do and I actually, I actually really enjoy this movie. And based on some of the action that happens, but also a lot of it is because of the performances. So I really like the choices that she made as Sue Ann. Yeah, totally. And like you said, it's over the top. It's campy. She has personality. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Well, I love that. Like at first, you know, she's this like rigid sort of woman, self-righteous in a way almost. And then yeah. she starts to, once these kids come over, she starts to feel like she is the baddest bitch in the club. Yeah, she is one of the guys. She's part of the gang, and she's ready to turn up. She's li- she's living her childhood fantasy again. She's yeah, like reliving like she's her like, youth. This is the girl I wanted to fucking be when I was in school, and now I'm her. You're fucking jealous of Sue Ann. Yeah, That's what she tells literally, <laughs> literally, yes. And so, like, not only is she reliving her youth, she's also simultaneously plotting revenge against these kids and her parent and their parents mostly their parents but uh these kids sort of are in the way too 
again, is one of those moments where it's like, this is really convoluted because you almost feel like she's enjoying their company. Right, because and that this is right, exactly. how she gets to live her life now. But then you're like, well, but now, but she's planning revenge. Right, exactly. I'm so, like, is she genuine in this moment? Like when she's down there having a good time with these kids, they're partying, they all love her. And I'm like, is she like, is she enjoying this and taking this in and like really embracing being popular? Or is this all still a front for for her revenge plot? I don't know yet. It's it's kind of muddy know, at this it's, point. It's it's hard to decipher any of this. Right. Truly. So then at this party, we have this moment where Maggie and Haley enter her world, as you refer to it as, or she referred to it as. And, you know, they're just trying to go pee, but this is when they, uh, we get a first glimpse that there's something probably not right with the way that Sue Ann has, like, a bunch of syringes in her, in her fridge. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. Right? Hmm. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, why is, why is that there? Oh, just some injectable diazepam. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then she, then they hear her sort of screaming at somebody upstairs, and it kind of freaks them out, and then she kind of assaults them she she grabs she like she shows up and she pushes Haley and she grabs maggie and they're like she slams her against yeah. the wall yeah so she has like this violent outburst the fuck are you bitches doing up in my house <laughs> yeah get back down to the basement yeah oh my god sue ann are you here <laughs> it's me it's <laughs> <laughs> she, this is like the like our first bit of like her like psychosis really showing because after the party clears out yeah. she's like in her room and she's like cutting pictures a scene. yeah she's like cutting pictures she's like scrapbooking or something and she's sing she's singing a creepy version of look out weekend by um, debbie deb debbie deb and she's all look out weekend here i come because <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that I do really enjoy and, and she's singing that because then yes. we have another flashback here don't we where yes there that song is playing or no sorry that, I think that earlier that song was playing in the background of the party at the rock pile yes it was so we had a flashback of Sue Ann sitting at the rock pile and that song is playing in the background when uh Ben young Ben approaches her and she kind of lies about uh partying she's like i go to parties all the time duh and he's like oh, okay yeah sure so um like <laughs> obviously this is these are important moments to sue ann that she's never gotten over and part of that is the song that was playing in the background and so yeah, now she's creepily singing just this it moment yeah. that's reliving in her mind over and over it seems like yeah um i do appreciate the soundtrack choices oh I yeah funky the use of funky town i funky love town, that funky town uh september yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one yeah there's a lot this is yeah this is a banging soundtrack this is a banging soundtrack it yeah really and is. look out weekend who knew that would be the sinister song because if there's anything that you know this that we've learned from horror movies in the past few years is that you can take any song and make it fucking scary. Right. <laughs> we have um, I Got Five on it, Look Out Weekend yeah. at this point. We have um, Say My Name. Yeah, <laughs> Say My Name. Toxic and, <laughs> and uh, Promising Young Woman. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Just throw in some modern pop or rap song into your uh, trailer and Miss, you know, and make it, it up make and it spooky, make it scary, make it spooky. 
Maybe yeah. Spooky dookie. Spooky dookie. Maggie awakes to a long string of apology texts from Sue Ann. Haley also received the same. Sue Ann's hospitality starts to annoy the group as she continuously harasses them to engage in various activities with her, even showing up to their school. When they decline her invitation to party, Ma begins to feel massive rejection and starts to break down. After Maggie confesses to her mom about her new relationship with Andy, she decides to head to Ma's for a classmate named Stephanie's birthday party. This bitch Stephanie's always wanting to party. Yeah, she's a party gal. <laughs> After taking shots, Maggie and Andy show each other affection, causing Sue Ann to glare jealously. Maggie begins to feel faint, eventually waking up in her own bed, missing the earrings gifted to her by her mother. Oh my god, this is like my story, my New Year's Eve story. <laughs> <laughs> my diamonds, my diamonds. <laughs> Maggie tells Andy that she doesn't want either of them to hang out at Ma's anymore. Erica then meets Andy and she tells him that his father and his new girlfriend Mercedes were friends of hers in high school. After the group attempts to block Ma from contacting them, they receive a slew of threatening videos from her. Ma insists they meet her at the rock pile where she tells them that she has pancreatic cancer. And that is why she acts the way she does, inspiring sympathy from the friends. As she is talking, Haley notices that she is wearing a bracelet that belongs to Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie, who's like, look at my bracelet. Tyler gave it to me for my five months, so I let him go down on me. And Haley's all, how did you wait five months? <laughs> <laughs> You're literally um, Haley. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> as Sue Ann walks away, her sad demeanor turns sinister. Ooh, she played yeah. them. She played them. Mm-hmm. She don't have no fucking cancer. Yeah, she's just, she's just a manipulating these thieves. fucking teenagers. <laughs> Maggie and Haley suspect that Sue Ann has been stealing their jewelry. Their jujubes. <laughs> <laughs> So they go to her house to investigate, of course. They find pictures of them and their parents all over Sue Ann's bedroom. They are surprised by Jeannie, Sue Ann's daughter from a failed marriage, who Maggie thought used a wheelchair, but she is clearly able-bodied. She warns them as Sue Ann arrives home and they narrowly escape. Jeannie, did you move these kitties? <laughs> well, They've been touched. That's one of my favorite lines. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Did you move these kitties? <laughs> The fact that she calls them kitties. <laughs> so Maggie wakes up to all these crazy ass texts, like apology texts. I'm like, God damn, this bitch is, she's, she's obviously feeling like, oh no, like the, they're slipping away. Right. Like I don't, or I don't want to scare right. them away. Like this, I'm in my prime. I am the it girl. I am that bitch. <laughs> And I I'm the talk of the town. Yeah, I'm the talk of the town. I'm the cat's meow. I'm the kitty's meow. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, she do, I don't know if she genuinely feels bad or she's like, oh, shit, this is going to fuck up my plan. Again, we don't know if Sue Ann, what her ultimate motive is at this point. But uh, she starts feeling really rejected. And these kids are like, I'm just trying to live my normal teenage life. Like, I got homework. Like, God forbid. homework. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the weird things about this scene, too, is when she shows up to their school, is they're talking about something. They have to do something that relates to Africa or something. Oh, yeah. And Darrell goes, Darrell's, like, makes a comment, like, oh, our people, Sue Ann, and Sue Ann's, like... So, (laughs) I almost feel like there's also this undertone of, like, 
her being the outcast in the 80s was due to a race issue. Yeah. And well, it's true. They don't really take on this subject head on, but I think that they. There's like undertones. There's like undertones. And that it's a racist thing. Yes. And what I read was that Ma, before Octavia was attached to the project, was a white woman. And that when Octavia got attached to the pro- project, they revised the script specifically with her being African-American in mind. Like they wanted, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, like how do we change the story just enough to, to bring that up? Like, cause, cause it yeah. is like specific to her story because it probably is true. She's, so, a, she's like the only black girl in this town of white kids. Right. You know, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. That's, that's a, that's a big part of who this character is. Right. And she's already sort of nerdy and sort of outcasty as it is. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I think maybe that makes her uncomfortable. Like, just bring up her race in general. So when he brings it up, I wonder if she's like, "Don't talk to me about that." Black. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. She's like, she's just like, she wants to ignore it. Yeah. Or she almost like resent, or she like resents him because maybe she always. Saw, her thing. Well, she saw that, like, growing up, she was the only black girl there. She's right. the only black person there. Now that there's her and Darrell, she's like, "There's there can only be one of us, which does come back later. Which she says later. So maybe yeah, this, is, is this is, like, the planting the seed of that, weird. where she's like... Where she, it, it, yeah, because I know it's very strange, but it's, I guess, part of her kind of fucked up psychosis. <laughs> and it's just so awkward when they have to, like, reject her and they're like, uh, no, I have this to do. And she's like, what about you? What about you? What about you? And it's like, oh, God, this is so cringy. Like, Don't make me drink alone. <laughs> Don't make me drink alone. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You're so cringy, you adult woman trying to get these teenagers to party with you i know then this is a the, this is one of the clever moments of i mean this is one of the best parts of the writing is that and our and octavia's performance is that when suan is having these moments you watching it like damn this woman is pathetic yeah she's fucking sad she it's really <laughs> sad it's really really sad and i think they do a good job pulling off that dynamic that yeah and then and then this this moment happens where she she goes to another group of kids where she's like she buys them alcohol and then they fucking throw the alcohol at her car as she's driving by just like adding like insult to injury like she's already feeling rejected by her best friends and now this group of nobodies is now making fun of her she's like reverting back into that rejection and yeah. the outsider thing that she like, knew loser. When she was a- <laughs> yeah and then she starts crying <laughs> and it's like oh god That's this sad. woman is so sad, sad. it's sad it's so- I, I, but I was like she was nothing but super nice to but them also, Why was she gonna to convince her? those that group of boys to enter her basement probably I mean there's so what? many kids there because see that's my thing I'm like who are their parents? Like, do their parents have anything to do with it? Or was well, that's she, the thing. she it's just like, want a party? <laughs> right. I think she, I, I mean, exactly. It's like, is it the revenge plot or does she actually want to be popular? We don't know. Mm. Oh, so then we, um, we have like the kids kind of getting back to their normal life. Like Maggie is telling 
telling Erica about Andy and how she's really making a connection with him. And for me, this just sort of brings up like, oh God, having a kid must be weird. God, like, and they start dating. Oh yeah, and they start God. like growing up and dating. And like, I, I think this moment is actually kind of nice where where you see Erica being a mom who she's a cool who, mom. You know, she she's trying to be a cool mom and she's excited for her daughter and I'm just thinking to myself like god what a weird experience like yeah. how do you know when it's okay to be to be excited about something like that and uh, you know I guess when, when you, you feel confident your that child. you raised someone who yeah who can make good decisions for themselves yeah and that's supposed to be a very strange part of parenting yeah all the parents that are listening you know i applaud you for going through this because it's probably very strange to see your little babies grow up especially when you're like us and they walk in i'm like i'm dating a man Uh, another i I know (laughs) yeah yeah seriously (laughs) you can only imagine yeah Uh, so I can only imagine raising a regular kid, but a gay kid? Uh. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, and one thing, oh, one thing I was going to bring up earlier is like these parties are now getting so popular. Like none of these people's parents, none of these kids' parents have figured out what's going on. Yeah. Like nobody's found out or Where? called the police. And I know. I guess we need to know the layout of the town. Like really. Yeah. I feel like, like it's just, we just have to like, yeah. To me, it's probably just like, we have to suspend our disbelief yeah, for a second. Because and- Stephanie's party is a rager. And this is also rager. where we meet a- Ashley, played by Heather Matarazzo. <laughs> oh, my God. Does she kind of look like her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like this random girl who sleeps at parties who somehow gets... Because her dad she is winds like the up local at- pastor. Yeah, and she winds up in the finale of this somehow, which is so random. I she think she dies. No part. I mean, she. I, Do they I show her escape? I don't know. The, well, I guess we'll get to it, but she, I guess we'll get the to sleeper. It. But I love when they, she's not really sleeping, and they're like, and she, Maggie or Haley's explaining to Maggie like what she's doing, like, oh, her dad's the pastor, and she pretends yeah. to sleep so she doesn't have to drink, so she can be the good girl. And Maggie's like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. She goes, no, it's literally dumb <laughs> as shit. And then they just show <laughs> Ashley pretending to sleep there, like, bitch, we know you hear us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would be us. Yeah. That would be literally us. Literally. I think that probably has happened to us. Where we're talking shit in front yeah. of the person that we're talking shit about. Yeah, and we're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. She's dumb as fuck. She's right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, here's this bitch now. <laughs> Another weird, weird thing about Sue Ann is that she's getting a little... She's getting jealous of the relationship between... Andy and, and Maggie. Maggie. I think at this point, like, she's just hell? seeing these kids as their parents. So I think she's over there looking yeah. at Andy and seeing Ben. And I think she's over there looking at Erica, somebody who she thought was her friend. And then she didn't do anything about her little traumatic event. And so she's like, just like, oh, like she's just seeing Erica and Ben. She's not seeing Maggie and Andy for who they actually yeah. are. Yeah. Which is weird. Right. But it, yeah, which is weird, but it's like so creepy because these are children. These are children, and so she and, and Andy looks like a child. I think he's the he only looks like a child one in the teenage cast that looks like that he's younger than eighteen. 
Yeah, yeah, he definitely, yeah, he definitely looks his age, which is, I guess, good casting. And because the kids are so well written, because I will say that the teenagers are written as teenagers. It's not like Scream, yeah. where they're sixteen and they talk like they're t- they're thirty years old. They're yeah. like these kids are like yeah. having actual genuine teenage emotions written into the script, and so it's weird to see something so young come across something so mature and then acting this way with them it's nasty (laughs) yeah it's weird it's uncomfortable and so then we have you know sue ann drugs well we can only assume at this point sue ann drugs maggie take my shot for me girl you'll be fine are you okay yeah and then (laughs) yeah and fucking drugs her and then she wakes up and her earrings are missing so now we're adding thief to the list (laughs) thievery (laughs) yeah she stole stephanie's Uh, bracelet that has her boyfriend's name on it (laughs) yeah and and is wearing it is wearing it it's like (laughs) tyler it says it right across the band and Haley's like yeah this is literally stephanie's bracelet and then she, and then the earrings. It's like a damn bitch. Anything else? Did you want my shoes too? But it's just jewelry, yes, which is God. weird. I wonder. Uh, I wonder what that means. Like, I wonder if yeah, is I that like know. I don't know like that means when you anything. go steady with someone? Maybe that's what they were pitching mm, in because maybe. the because maybe. the bracelet was given to Stephanie by her boyfriend, and the earrings were given to Erica by her ex-husband so it's like these things that were given to these girls oh. from their male counterparts that oh maybe she's like it's things that she never received i'm maybe. sure stephanie told her the story of her bracelet because i'm sure she did the same thing wow stephanie what a pretty bracelet where'd you get it yeah you know how many things i've gotten because i've said oh my god i love that can i have it <laughs> a few things I've, oh my god I got a watch so where did you get it i want to get one. Oh, they sold out but you can have mine <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks. And then I feel like a million. Bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so now Sue Ann is a fucking thief. Yeah. On top, on top of, of everything, everything else, else she uh, does wrong, this is another thing. So then we start getting a little more backstory. She, you know, these moments that that Sue Ann sees these kids, she gets like triggered. And then we go into a little backstory. So now I think at this point, we see that Sue Ann is being prepped for something like like a, some sort of like hookup. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, are they, I was like, were her and Ben like secretly hooking up? Right. And he was like ashamed of this. Um, at this point, we don't know yet, but like, that would have been it? a better storyline than the one that we got. Agreed. Yeah. And um, so we got the so, but somebody is it Mercedes or is it Erica that's like putting? It's Mercedes. Like lipstick, on, yeah. She's like putting lipstick on her. She's like prepping her for something for to hook up with Ben. Honestly, at the rate that this movie is going, like with it being so like synchronized and like you know, what are the chances that Erica's daughter and Ben's daughter would be a couple? Eventually? Yeah. I felt like they should have just gone for it and instead of having Haley be the new kid from last year. She should have been Mercedes' daughter. Like why not have all yeah, of them? Yeah, why related? not? Let's go like, there. At this point, why not? The amount of coincidences in this movie—it should have been. I mean, we're—they're already <laughs> expecting the audience to accept so much about this film that I—that would be way easier pill to swallow than like her backstory or the fact that she's also a thief, right? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, then we have this really cringy moment where she 
invites the, she like begs these kids who are like trying to ignore her she like sends them all these like <laughs> up like crazy manic uh videos a la you know ingrid goes west yes. where she's like where she's like come on come on god then she like goes crazy and then she's like wait a minute like she's like having these manic up and downs yeah and um and she's like i need to talk to you meet me at the rock but before we get to that moment it um they've all blocked her number and then she gets like a new number and then Haley's oh yeah sends out like a, a snapchat or a facetime or something i don't really understand how they're communicating like video i don't message. understand it either and um she says everybody block that bitch she is crazy and she's watching this as she's getting like, her pedicure i love this oh, scene yeah. i love and this that lady's scene. like she's like you're sharing your business with everybody yeah and she's like she like yells back at she's her. like <laughs> she's like do you mind <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I don't understand. Did they not realize that she was in that text chain or something? Uh, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand this video. I was like, how is Sue Ann watching? This? Somebody said it's a FaceTime message. I'm like, what are FaceTime messages? That's not even a thing. So <laughs> uh, you mean video message? Not- I love this interaction because it's and it's, she's playing it so loud. Like she's hella inconsiderate, and like the lady's right. Like, do you mind? <laughs> she's like, mind your business. <laughs> and then she says. You're making your business my business. And then she's all, not yeah. today, old lady. And she's like, you <laughs> bitch. <laughs> this so is random. a fantastic moment. These extras, like Stu and um, Nail Salon Lady, are yeah. <laughs> great additions. Just to take it I love how- one step further. Yeah. Like, why not? I love that Sue Ann has time within her plotting to uh, go get her nails done. Like... Oh, yeah. She's like, I got to look good for the party. I know I'm going to kill yeah. all these kids, but fuck, I want to look good doing it. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm that girl. You so, bitch. <laughs> so, so then she, like, calls them all to this rock pile. And then she, like, obviously is lying to them, saying that she has cancer and that, you know, the cancer and the medication makes her act crazy. And Andy, like, to- fully buys into it because he's like, my mom had cancer. I she know. She's the tugging at the way. heartstrings. And I think that's why she used cancer as the excuse. Because she, she's not stupid. This is a small town. Yeah. I would be like, this is too convenient. Show me the proof. Yeah. Show me the proof, Sue Ann. That's what Haley should have said because that would be her her character. Like, Yeah, but they, they're like... Show me your medical I, records. I, I mean, I guess they're like... I guess the natural response would be like, okay... So, so, you know, I'm really sorry you're going through that. Oh my so, God. I mean, I guess I don't completely blame them, but it's like, and they're young, so they're not going to really know that, you know. Yeah, Andy's like, I my guess. mom acted weird too, but I'm like, did your mom turn into a thieving stalker as well? Yeah. Hello. I know. Yeah, it's like it's just so so cringy to watch her like manipulate these kids because they are children. I She's love nuts. I love the choices that Octavia made where she goes where she does that classic villainous thing where you're saying one thing and then you turn around and you're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love those transitions that she She's makes. playing it up. Yeah, she's like I'm making a, a mo- movie monster here. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And there's something she's that like, so happens in the party checking scene. all the boxes. The party scene earlier when Erica says something and she goes and she like she like even hovers <laughs> down and she walks away with this sinister <laughs> look on her face. She's like mm, nah. and she fucking walks yeah, she, away. She's like the fucking she should be in the hocus pocus. She should be in the hocus pocus too. 
She'd be she great. Should. Oh, so then they're like, okay, well, she's stealing our shit. Like, I saw her st- have Stephanie's bracelet. Like, my earrings are missing. My necklace is missing. Let's go break into her house to find these things. <laughs> and we're like, okay, not a smart idea, but at this point, go we ahead, know girls. that these kids are bad. They're bad kids. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they're, <laughs> these are obviously shit. Yeah, these kids were not raised right, but so. <laughs> They uh, break in to her house and they go upstairs and they're looking around and <laughs> they find all these like pictures of their, of, it's like pictures of them and they flip it over. It's like a picture of their like corresponding parent on the back. Yeah, and weird. Like, what the fuck is this? I guess we can and say then, that, that that's what's happening in her mind so that we can better understand it as the audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they turn around and they get startled by this little girl wearing the mask of a dead Arnuki beast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like like an African carved um, mask or something. She has a lot of those around the house. Next, which I don't know, like, which juxtaposes perfectly with those porcelain cats she has sitting around. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's eclectic. We'll yeah, say she is a but I don't like. She porn. scares the shit out of them wearing this mask for no reason. And she's shorter than them, so it's not very scary. <laughs> but... Yeah, and and you're, they're like, wait a minute, like Maggie had this interaction with this girl, like when she first got there, and she's like, wait a minute, who the hell? Like, what are you doing here? She's like. And she, I live here. I love how they're trying to figure navigate her too. They're like, "Wait, aren't you the?" They basically wanted to say, "Like, aren't you the girl in the wheelchair?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like trying to be like respectful. Of weren't that. you in the movie earlier, like in a wheelchair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, she's my mom." Anyway, you guys should not be here. And uh, and they're like, "Okay." And then of course, you know, Sue Ann shows up. And they gotta, they gotta run. It's a suspenseful scene, and that's when we get the great line: "Genie, did you move these kitties?" <laughs> <laughs> I know, poor Genie. We need to find out what's going on with Genie and She's why. Like, no. They didn't I even know. know that she was existed because we see her and we realize that she's pale and she's not totally disabled, but she does. Yeah, seem she's sort of. She sad looks a little sickly. And she does look sickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going on. So. Something's going on, but then they narrowly escape. They're not caught by Sue Ann, and now let's see what happens. Yeah. Oh, wait, not to mention that she has a gate blocking the upstairs. Clearly, we already oh, know yeah. kind of what's going on with this poor girl. We do. Yeah. Yeah, we can gather pretty quickly what's we've, going on. We've watched all we've watched all the other movies that are just like this. We watched all the other movies <laughs> that are coming out that are just like this. Even Joey goes, I'm really tired of this storyline. <laughs> Seriously. It's like one news headline and a bug and yeah. six movies come out about it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Alright, so let me let's uh let's clarify what we mean. Ben shows up at Sue Ann's job to drop off his cat and invites her out for drinks after work. Sue Ann goes home to change and meets him at the bar, making sure to drug Jeannie before <laughs> she goes. Jeannie pleads to attend school again, but Sue Ann insists she is sick and that the doctors just haven't realized it yet. <laughs> at dinner, <laughs> I bitch, I know. Another thing to add to Sue Ann <laughs> the kitchen sink, I'm telling you. At dinner, Ben is friendly but changes directions when he confronts Sue Ann with a tracking device and asks her why his son has been at her house so much. Ben warns Sue Ann to stay away from Andy, calling her pathetic. Yikes. Yeah. 
When Maggie confesses what she found to Andy, he insists he believes Sue Ann and that his mother acted similarly when she had cancer. When Maggie returns home, she finds Ma in the living room with her mother, supposedly checking up on Louie the dog. Seeing Erica ignites a flashback, revealing that Sue Ann, who had a crush on Ben in high school, performed fellatio on him in a closet. Once she left the closet, it turned out that she had been doing it to another boy, and Ben had tricked her. Ben had gotten the entire school to witness the event, including his current girlfriend, Mercedes, and a young Erica. And Sue Ann suffered devastating humiliation, which she has never recovered from. An increasingly unstable Sue Ann drives down the road, spotting Mercedes out for a jog. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, this scene. Sue Ann hits the gas and runs over Mercedes with her car, killing her. (laughs) Fucking cunt, is what she says. Yeah. She also kills her nagging boss in a cameo by Allison Janney, which we haven't even mentioned yet at this point. Steals animal tranquilizers, draws blood from Maggie's dog, Louie, and lures Ben to her house, where she knocks him out. Meanwhile, Maggie confesses to Erica about knowing Sue Ann and the parties at Ma's house, causing her mother to ground her. Ben wakes up, naked, tied to her bed. After pretending to cut off his penis with a knife, Sue Ann pumps Louie's dog blood into his body and then slashes his wrists, leaving him to die. Okay. Bitch. Let's start from the top. All right. So, so Ben shows up at her work and he's like, you know, he's, he's playing, he's playing friendly. Yeah. Do you think at this point he knows what's up? Obviously. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He, I think he even takes his cat to the vet for this purpose. He's like, I'm yeah. going to go to this bitch. Because Ben has this way of working things out. Like, when she called Ben earlier to tell him that his son was drinking at the rock pile, he went and sent his he sent his friend, who was also a cop, played by Tate Taylor, um, to go <laughs> and check on him. You know, so he has these ways of doing things. He Ben is really manipulative. Like, he's... Um, yeah. I mean, look how he manipulated yeah. this situation that happened to her in that flashback. Like, obviously, he has a history... Of uh, of the sneak attack, of being sneaky. Yeah, he's sneaky, just as sneaky as Sue Ann herself. Um, yeah. So yeah, he totally goes into there with this purpose. Like, hey, Sue Ann, yeah. I didn't know you worked here. Like, yes, you did. Yeah, like we should go get drinks, Ugh, of course. And her being the pathetic <laughs> woman she is, mm-hmm. who has, who's love sick over Ben. She uh, she agrees and she goes home and she immediately wants to get changed to get ready to go on her little her little date with Ben. And this is when we get a clarification on what's going on with her and her daughter, Jeannie, where she is suffering from Munchausen's by proxy, yes. which is a common uh, plot line in films nowadays. One yeah. specifically being... Uh, the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, <laughs> who uh, is the subject of the uh, documentary. What is it called? I, I Love You No Die or something like that. No, that's not it. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and then the, the Hulu. You're uh, dead, I'm rich. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead, I'm rich. I love you now, please die. Yes. I don't know if they got inspiration from that or they thought they were being real original, but then 
We had another show that came out. Sorry to spoil it for you if you've not watched the show on HBO. Pause it before I say the name of it. Sharp Objects. This is also the subject of the Sharp Objects. Uh, Munchausen's by Proxy. And then Ryan starring Sarah Paulson. Oh, I haven't seen that yet, but I assumed so from the from the trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like... Basically, Munchausen's by Proxy is when a parent, usually a mother, uh, convinces their child not convinces but I guess convinces in a way their child that they're sick and makes them sick in order to keep them close and I'm like I don't understand what this has to do with Sue Ann's psychosis like what part of her psychosis what does that have to do with the plot of the story her being badass naked no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like what it like why does her having Munchausen's like the only is it thing beca- I can fathom from this is that she has before she set this revenge plan into motion, she was the outcast, the pathetic loser that everyone right, made her exactly. out to be. And so she had a daughter and the husband left her, so she's like, I'm gonna do this to my daughter so that I feel needed. Right, exactly. That's the only thing I can think of too is that she has this. In, be, she's not the popular girl, so she needs somebody to be dependent on her. Yeah, and I think so she keeps she's finding her so, roles. Like she was like, "I'm the wife, and now I'm the mother, and now I'm only the mother, and now I'm now I'm the party girl." Because after she becomes the party girl, she's uh, uh, fucking genie stops going to school. She basically neglects her. She just keeps her fed and medicated yeah. upstairs so she can go out and party with the other kids. That's the kind of mother I want to be. <laughs> and also, in a weird way, okay, wait, before we go any further, in a weird way, and this ties in with the next part of this section also, in a weird way, I felt like she was keeping Jeannie sick so that she could be, so that she would never get close to being, I don't know, that was in my head too when I first watched this. Like, I'm going to keep You my, think she's competitive so, with her? So that I can, yeah, almost, like, like, so I can be... But then I'm like, that doesn't really work. But that's one of the thoughts that I have. I'm like, do you think that she just doesn't want her daughter to be cool? Or does she just not want her to be mm. more popular than she would have, than she you thought she could have been? Or, you know what or I that mean? that she never was? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Because in the alternate ending, have you ever seen it? No. It's maybe awful. There was one. It is awful. It sets it up for a sequel. No. Yes, because they say that this Ma too, electric boogaloo story, this <laughs> storyline is very inspired by eighties movies, by eighties slashers, right. things like that, which we can fathom from everything, the choices that were made. Anyway, so at the so Alice and Janney never dies in the original. Oh. And um, Ma burns up in the house. You know, the same storyline happens. She burns up in the house then, and then. Um, they show the kids at school talking about how what happened to them over the weekend, I guess. And they're like, and Haley's lips completely healed. I don't really know if everything happened <laughs> the, the way fuck? it happened, but they're talking about Look it. Like, how we like, get- That's stupid. They're like, oh my god, you know that was crazy. Like, and then they're like, you know, it's crazy that they never found Sue Ann's body. Oh okay. my god. So then um, Jeannie and Maggie walk up and Jeannie is full glam now. Like she is one of the kids. Like she her her hair's grown. I think it's sometime after. Like they must be like seniors at this point, like a little bit older. Like that they're just talking about it because Jeannie's like her hair is longer, her clothes, I mean she's like fully bodied, fully abled. 
She has uh, her color back. Like, she is fully popular now. And they're like, let's go to the rock piles and drink after school. And they're like, great. And so they go that night to the rock piles. And then they show the veterinary office. And Allison Janney is dead. Same shot. Same shot of her dead in the crate. And then what? they show a burnt up Octavia Spencer walking oh. walking into the thing and looking at her in the crate. And then she grabs a thing of tranquilizers and the movie ends. Oh, my God. They're really trying to set her up to be the next Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Seriously. Honestly. The back of her neck is burnt and like parts of her face are burnt. And she walks in and her I think her hair is singed because she's walks in, she's wearing the hat that says sexy and rhinestones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I can't make this up. And she looks at Allison Janney in the crate and then she menacingly grabs the syringes and the movie ends and the credits roll. Woof. Well, good thing we didn't get that. I know. That would have been terrible. That would have been a haughty ass mess. But I do I do wish they would have kept in Jeannie being like the girl that Sue Ann wished sure. she could be at the at the end. Like the, the girl that, that Sue would have been hilarious. Be, Jeannie ends up becoming that girl. That, that would have been full on camp. Yeah. Full on like that's like literally that's like the walk plot down of, the hallway. Like, that's like the plot of Gypsy, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> I would All of have, a sudden, Gypsy, Gypsy's a hot star. I would have loved yeah. to see that. Like at the end, like Haley, Maggie, and uh, Jeannie come around the corner. Jeannie's in the middle, front and center. And she's <laughs> flipping her hair. And she's like, Is what wheelchair? And they do a slow motion walk where like, I think, I think. You know that song? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, from Jawbreaker. <laughs> jo- Jawbreaker. <laughs> My name's Violet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wow, they, they really missed opportunity to, to give Jeannie a little justice here. Also, until we were reading the synopsis, I didn't know Jeannie's name was spelled like Jeannie in a bottle. Well, you got to rub her the right way. <laughs> so now we have this confrontation between Ben and uh, Sue Ann. He's like, you know, again, still playing it up. He's like, we're friendly. We're friendly. By the way, I have a tracker in my son's car. Why the fuck is he at your house? And she's all, ah, we shouldn't talk about this here. And he's like, um, I like uh, it gets, he gets yeah. kind of scary in this. But she's like, you yeah. need to talk to him about that. He's like, no, I'm talking to you about that. Tell me. Yeah. And she... <laughs> And he calls her uh, pathetic, and at the and for a slight moment, for a slight moment, I'm like, I'm like, bitch, you better kill his ass. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, get it, get him, get, get him, him now, because we want, because I think as we again, we talked about this being part of a culture that is. Um, being a part of yeah. a community that's marginalized, we love to see these revenge stories. But this one, I don't know. I relate definitely more to the teenagers than I relate yeah, to seriously. Ma in this moment. In right, we're these, like, my God, like Jesus Christ, like yeah. get over it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it wasn't that big of a deal. And no, I'm just kidding. So this ignite. So yeah, so all of this starts to ignite the flashback of what actually happened at school that's been so traumatizing to Miss Sue Ann. And it's that Ben 
basically sent her a note saying, meet you in the janitor's closet, and then winks at her and gives her, like, a little air kiss or whatever. And so Mercedes puts the lipstick on her. She gets all ready to go literally suck dick. Like, she's asking Mercedes for (laughs) blowjob instructions. And she's like, this is what you do, you know? And so she goes into the closet, and she starts sucking dick. And she comes up, and she's like, was I good? He's like, yeah, that was great. Let's go. And... I, what I can think of a small town in Ohio, the entire school is in the hallway, like looking at them, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, was she good? I mean, that is traumatizing for sure. It's and it's also sexual assault for sure. I mean, traumatizing, like, and it's sexual assault. And in no way is this okay. And in every way, this is absolutely wrong and disturbing oh, and traumatic. Abs, absolutely. The, yeah, this is not. I know we made some jokes earlier, but this is <laughs> definitely really horrendous and very illegal. And if any of you listening ever do that to somebody, go to hell, bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> You deserve to hear from Ma. Um, yeah, you deserve what Ma is going to bring to you. I know. I feel uh, right. So this is re- obviously she has a very traumatic backstory. It's very. This sad. is traumatic. But in what way does this relate to what she's doing? It doesn't. I mean, I think obviously. I mean, I think they're trying to justify it as like, oh, well, obviously this is why we should feel bad for her because of this thing happened to her. But like, there are obviously much healthier ways to deal with with this trauma yeah therapy there's uh you know but is is revenge the answer is stone cold revenge i don't know i almost feel like there's this whole part of the story that's missing like the the fact that why are they targeting her i think that was that's more interesting than what they've actually done and that they could have made if they would have understood that part first like, why sure. are they targeting her? And let's make the traumatic event make sense with why they're targeting her. Because I think giving a blowjob to another student, like making her give a blowjob to another student doesn't fall in line with who she is. Because I think a large part like of what we were talking about where when Octavia Spencer was cast, they decided to include the fact that, sh- that Sue Ann is now black that that has something to do with something sure and then it would have made sense why she makes these comments towards Darrell especially at the end and why she keeps her daughter sick like if she resented almost being black in this white ass town with these horrible white kids and then and then at the end being like you know what fuck the fuck them and their white ass kids and I'm gonna kill all of them it almost in that sense the trauma part of it could have been something totally different and then we would have almost been rooting right. for Sue Ann maybe that's why maybe they kept they didn't want her to be too sympathetic because then she's no longer the villain and then we're we're confused about who we should be rooting for i think (laughs) keeping her like this i think gives it it's like okay we have a reason why she is the way she is but is it enough for us to sympathize with her and be on her side no she's still the villain yeah. Because she she is because she isn't handling this properly. I mean, I mean Munchausen's it's, by proxy is obviously horrendous. Yeah, but it is like a mental disorder, and I think that you know we do teeter a little bit on like vilifying people with with trauma and mental disorders here. Right. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it, it's hard. I, it's I, I don't like know if it's enough to justify is, the way she's acting. But. Here's somebody with a fragile mentality, and then on top of it. Here is the trigger that is making her target these specific people. But she's also yeah. a thief and a liar and a stalker 
and this yeah. and a that and a that and a veterinary tech. It's yeah, like, and a wow, sexual predator. This is, and, <laughs> this is a yeah. lot. This is a lot of stuff that we've yeah built. Yeah, the list is long for yeah, suing kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. It's everything but the kitchen sink, bitch. Oh, so we have like a little we have a little scene between Maggie and Andy where he's like sympathizing with Ma, where he's like, my mom acted like this when she when she had cancer. So um, I was like, I wasn't sure if he was like fully believing her or not, but I, I think he, he was just it just pulled out his heartstrings to the point where he was like, I understand. But I'm like, did your right, mom exactly. do this? Did your mom blow up your phone with crazy ass texts? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. And then we have this classic um, moment where Maggie comes home and finds Sue Ann at her house talking to her mom. I feel like this is a, a tropey moment that happens a lot in movies where the villain has shown up at the house, but yes. the, you, you can't let on that you know who they are. And they, it's like very Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. You know, and she shows up at the house and she's like, I'm having a baby. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know. The great. Yes. That's. that's yes. I feel, like, I feel like this is a. Yeah, definitely uh, maybe a, a little homage to that 80s classic. Yeah, seeing Erica triggered that flashback that we just talked about. And then Sue Ann is, this is when she has completely snapped. Yeah, because this was the final trigger for her. This was the, yeah, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because now, here we are, an hour and ten minutes into this movie. And we finally get our first kill. <laughs> in a hilariously shot scene, it's, it's so, so fast. It's so fast. I th- I laughed out loud. I thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah, me too. It, it almost has like the way it's shot and the way it how the quickness. It's almost like it was comedically timed. Yeah, like it has comedic it's like they, timing. Yeah, from like she sees her jogging down the street, and then you just see her step on the gas, and then Missy Pyle gives like a. She goes like a ah, like a <laughs> hands in the air, and then we just see the car, fucking just and the sound bulldoze over her. It's all it's like whoa, <laughs> yeah. but it's pretty graphic, and I do like it that is. this movie went for rated R because this could have easily been a PG thirteen PG thirteen, yeah, boring movie. Yeah, we got a little nudity, we got a little, we got a little booty, um, we got a little dick, we got a little blood. Yeah, um, so she's dead. Great. Yeah, so she runs her ass over and she uh, she makes her way over to work where we see that her naggy ass manager is dead. Her doctor is dead. They killed Allison Janney off screen. That's terrible. This is such a waste of talent. I really think yeah. that they could have fully gone there. Like at this point, we are ramping up to a limit that is just outrageous. And so we're like, why yeah. not? Why not give Allison Janney a chance to play the victim of Sue Ann. Like, come on. Yeah. Give it to There's us. no deleted it's, scene on the Blu-ray for this? No, uh, no. Just the what? alternate ending where we finally see that Allison Janney is dead. <laughs> oh, weird. She never even dies in the that. original movie. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's weird and it's a waste and especially because it's a waste of the R rating too. It's like, why not just go for it? Like, why not show us, show all these fucking people die, but sure. Yeah, seriously. So now we have this moment with Ben where he wakes up butt-ass naked in her bed. And I was all, ooh, I wish I was in there with him. I know. Especially when she lifts up that uh, (laughs) towel and she grabs his flaccid giant dick. 
Yeah, I, that fucking fake wiener. Prosthetic or not, I'm give. It's serving me the fantasy, and I, I'm good with it. <laughs> well, the, well, the the reason we know it's a prosthetic is because he's Welsh, so he's European, and he ain't got no cut dick. Give me a break. You know what? I don't care. I mean, I. I, <laughs> I, was, I was like, this I, movie was almost believable to that point. Was almost <laughs> believable until we realized that actually Luke Evans is Welsh, and <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, where's his fucking foreskin at? Just kidding. Where the force, where's the foreskin? Where's the foreskin, Mama? Where the, is the, the foreskin? Con- there are some continuity errors in this movie, Mama. Where's the foreskin? Continuity police. <laughs> Continuity police is here and they're looking for the foreskin. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this scene is actually really crazy. And like, this is almost like the scene that people wanted from the end of Promising Young Woman. (laughs) Right, right. The revenge plot coming to an end in a great one. But, you know, this is a really weird thing. So she brings him in. He's like, where's my son? I know he's here. And she holds up the the tracking device. And then she stabs him in the neck with the tranquilizer. Yeah. She's real stab happy with that. Yeah. mm -hmm. She's like, I love my tranquilizers. (laughs) And um, sponsor me, baby. (laughs) This is foreshadowed a little bit too. Like when she's like, Sue Ann, what is wrong with you, Alice and Janney? And she's like, I have a headache. She goes, well, grab some horse tranquilizer. I don't care. Get to work. (laughs) Yeah. So now she's like, good idea. She's like, I'm going to get to work. I think I'm going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I think I might. Remember when RuPaul said that after Nina Uh, Brown said, sue me. I think I might. I think I I might. I think I might. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But before this happens... They, uh, Maggie checks on Louie and he's bleeding and they're like what's wrong with him well Miss oh, Sue Ann snuck over to their backyard and took a pack of blood from the dog she's, she's psycho she's hurting animals she's, I, now she's an animal I, fucking now now Sue Ann now you've crossed the line you cross a line <laughs> bitch you don't get any sympathy for me put that motherfucking blood back in my dog's body <laughs> <laughs> put it back put it back put it back put it back give it to me I'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> you don't give it to me I'll do it <laughs> get your ass out of here <laughs> masterpiece theater masterpiece theater Ma- masterpiece theater <laughs> welcome to masterpiece theater <laughs> with Dominique Jackson <laughs> Dominique on Spotify. Anyway. Virgie Railing, so we're turning into Sue Ann. We are, we are, we are. So um she kill she full on kills she kills Ben, leaving Andy to be an orphan. But I was okay, like, that's fucking sad. What's her intention to kill Ben slowly? Because I don't think it worked. I don't think that this dog blood transfusion is working for Ben. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they... I was like, wait, I thought the dog blood thing was going to be a bigger deal. And then she immediately cuts his wrists and then lets him bleed well, out. Like, it was Sue like, Ann, based on your previous history, you were like a book smart nerd. So you should know, Miss Thing, that your body doesn't accept a blood that's not the same blood type as yours. Right. I th- well, I, I think that was the point. I think the point is that she was like going to put dog blood in him, but I thought that was what was going to kill him. And then she oh. just cut his wrist. I was like, 
I thought she was gonna make him slowly suffer because there was still blood being put into him as it was leaking out. But that makes more sense. Uh, I'm just gonna replace your blood with dog blood. Dog dog you are. Yeah, which is like, okay. I I was like, wow, that's pretty sinister. But then she cuts his wrist, and I was like, well, obviously he's gonna die from that. Yeah, I think the dog thing would have been just perfect because then he would have slowly died, and that would have been. I mean, the if I'm that would have been like Sue Ann's. (laughs) shoes her crocs i was gonna say crocs (laughs) in her keds from her in her scrubs and her nurse keds (laughs) (laughs) um so now he's dead andy's an orphan so uh let's finish this out erica confronts sue ann in a grocery store where sue ann claims that she is jealous that she is the center of attention now since erica was beautiful and popular in high school Sue Ann sends Maggie a picture of herself with Andy in her basement at Chaz's birthday party. Hurt that he went back to her house despite promising that he would not go back, she sneaks out of the house to confront him. When she arrives, she notices that everyone has left and that only the original group remains. Because, of course. Uh, Duh. (laughs) Because it's convenient. She tries to get Andy to leave, but soon realizes that Andy and the rest of her friends have been drugged. Maggie tries to get help and in the process finds Ben's body as she stands there in horror. Sue Ann <laughs> renders her unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Good job, there's, Maggie. There's sort of this like weird editing moment where she's like, <gasps> ah! <laughs> like, okay. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Maggie awakens chained to the basement. Sue Ann irons Chaz's stomach because he has a perfect body. Sews Haley's mouth shut because she doesn't know how to keep it shut herself. And paints Darrell's face white with industrial paint because she feels there's only room for one black person in the group. And that's her. <laughs> and that's on period, sis. <laughs> this sounds like a line written for Emma Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> there's only room for one black person in the group. And that's me. <laughs> Emma, Emma Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Andy awakens and tries to seduce Sue Ann as he is well aware that she is in love with him. He tries to trick her by telling her that he loves her and kisses her, but she stabs him after knowing that he is lying. You never loved me! This is hella romantic. Just <laughs> An officer, once again, played by Tate Taylor, the director and right. writer of this movie, arrives at the front door questioning the cars and alcohol bottles all over her yard that have been piling up for weeks now. When Jeannie, yeah. <laughs> when Jeannie appears, Sue Ann attempts to use her as an excuse to exit the conversation. When Maggie screams from the basement, Sue Ann shoots the officer dead before he can react. She then gathers the four friends around the couch with her and makes Maggie take photos of them together in a crude recreation of what Sue Ann always longed for but never had. Sue Ann then leaves Maggie to be hanged before Jeannie intervenes. Everyone else wakes up to discover what Sue Ann has done to them, but barely have time to react as the house is on fire and they need to find a way out. Erica, knowing where Maggie would be, calls her coworker Stu for help and the two save the teenagers. Sue Ann attempts to throw Jeannie into the fire, blaming Erica for not stopping Ben from pulling the prank in school. Maggie stabs Sue Ann, saving Jeannie. As the survivors hold each other outside, Sue Ann watches them particularly Andy, who survived the stabbing and is lying down next to Maggie. Sue Ann walks upstairs and lies down next to Ben's body, cuddling with it as the house burns to the ground. The end. Burns, darling. The Burn, end. Burn, witch. Yeah. So, okay. Woo! Wow. 
So start, <laughs> starting from, the, again, these sections are really long. Starting from the top, Erica confronts Sue Ann at the grocery store in a very ridiculous oh. conversation. <laughs> I love that scene. That's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Well, because... Um, it's, Julia, no, it's great. Julia is it's so great. good in it. But it, it's just like the fact that this is yes. happening, like a parent confronting another parent that like, bitch, why are yeah. you doing this? Um, I, before this happens, Maggie confesses to Erica that she has been partying at, at Sue Ann's house. And she's and the, the conversation that happens between Erica and Maggie, where she's like, "I am so disappointed in you. Go to your room, and you're not going wherever the fuck you think you're going, or whatever." That yeah. is an amazing scene. I think that is one of the best scenes in this movie. Yeah, Julia is giving full on mama bear realness. It feels like so she's... real. I'm like, I literally this my mom has done this to me and has said those words. <laughs> Get in the get the fuck in the room. You're not going wherever the fuck you think you're going. Um, that's a great moment, and this is it continues with this in a way where they have this like battle royale of like, and Sue Ann's like totally lost it, and she's like, "You're just jealous because I'm that bitch." Yeah, you're jealous. I love that. I love like that's her train of thought. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You're just jealous that all these teenage, these sixteen year olds want to hang out with me," and she's like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Yeah, seriously. Like, These are teenagers. These are kids. What kind, what of, kind of adult does this? Yeah. I was like, yeah. get her. Get her, Jane. Get her, Jane. <laughs> so then Sue Ann is, decides that she's going to have Chaz's birthday party in her basement. And it looks like yeah. a lot of kids have went to this party, but then it trickles down to just the core group. Yeah, which is very convenient for Sue Ann. So her- and Ashley. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what I was saying. I was like, why is she all of a sudden in this finale? I'm like, does she pretend to sleep or is she narcoleptic? I wonder if she gets knocked out because she's pretending she pretends to be asleep. You know what I'm saying though? Like, because she wakes up and she tries to run in and Sue Ann hits her over the head. I was like, oh, maybe that's like her thing. You know, like Haley gets her mouth sewn up because she talks too much or whatever. Uh, I was like, I wonder if she gets knocked out because she pretends to be asleep. Oh, you want to sleep, bitch? Watch yeah. this. Clonk. I was, I was like, maybe that's how they justify her being there. Because why is this character who has had zero lines part of this finale? Uh, so Ma's like, oh, Ma sends, her the, sends Maggie the video. And she's like, look who I'm with. And it's uh, Andy. And then she's like, and thanks for the earrings. So she pulls it back. Yeah, she, she, she's full on, like, not hiding it anymore. She's like, I stole all your shit. Like... I stole your earrings and your man, bitch. Now what? <laughs> Ew, that's so gross. He's like five years old. You want him back? You got to come to the party. Yeah, so <laughs> now we have this crazy confrontation in the end. The big climax where where Sue Ann is just barfing her guts up about her about her reasons and how she, you know, she just wants to... I don't know these kids around what I don't even know what it is what is her actual explanation for this does she give it really I not really remember. because the kid she so Maggie goes to the party and Sue Ann's uh, they're like oh they just wanted the original group here blah da 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 and then she realizes that these kids are fucking drug like she was that one night so then she goes upstairs because I don't think Sue Ann's in the room just yet, right? She's like looking for what is she looking for? Yeah, upstairs is she looking for Jeannie? Maggie's looking for something, girl, and she, all she finds is Ben's naked corpse, and she's flabbergasted by the size of his penis. 
and it distracts oh her. Oh my god. <laughs> and Ma <laughs> yes, stabs her in the what... neck again with a tranquilizer. Yeah, she's stab happy with that tranquilizer. So she like Girl. so then she wakes up and all of them are like chained to like the dogs. wall. Like dogs. They have like, like spiked collars on. They have the ones that she... get that get tighter on your neck as you get as you pull. Yeah. And so she goes on, she tells each one of them her issues with them. She like, you know, sews up Haley's face. She's irons Chaz. This is a weird moment. It's almost like yeah. she's giving them like these demented superlatives. Yeah, it's yeah, it's totally like, what it is. Chaz yeah. with the hot body hot and the perfect body. skin. But it- with the iron. She knocks Ashley out. <laughs> yeah, knocked Ashley out. Um it's like what is she, what is her ultimate plan? She's not killing them. What is she gonna do with them? Are they just gonna let them go? Maybe she was gonna kill them. Maybe she wanted to just take her class photo first, and then she's like, "Okay, Haley, born with a gift of gab." I hate when she says that. I'm like, "What a weird yeah. choice of words." Yeah, what Haley, are you, from the 1800s? Born with a gift of gab. Let's see you talk yeah. with your with this in your mouth. <laughs> This is uh, terrifying, though. Having your yeah. mouth sewn shut while you're alive. Oh, God. Ew. I know. And then she paints Darrell's face white, which is really bizarre. But she says, there's only room for one of us. And we know what she means because they're both they're the only two black people in the movie besides Jeannie. But Jeannie's basically part of Sue Ann. I do feel like, though, he gets off pretty easy considering... <laughs> He, the other people are getting ironed yeah. and stabbed and sewn up, and he just gets painted. Literally, people are getting stabbed in the neck, stabbed in the stomach. Their their chest is murdered, off, run knocked over, over the head with an iron, and he's just like he just has paint on his face. So he did get <laughs> off. Like, he did get off lucky. But then they take this horrible class photo type of deal. Oh my god, and, it's so oh, macabre. Mama, the 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 camp of it all when she's like. She's like, where do you want me, Maggie? Where do you want me in the photo? She's like, you're not going to be in it. You're going to take it. And then, she, <laughs> and then she goes like this with her arms. She like gently pulls them down in front of her. Like, look at my... Oh, my boy. gosh. Oh, my God. I know. It's so silly. So, it's so good. It's so... I loved it's... it. I loved that moment. And she has that, that burgundy dress on. It's like tight fitting. It has like the... Um, the silhouette illusion in it. I'm like, yes, ma. Yes, mama. Come on. Yes, mama. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's weird. This is a weird moment, though, because I'm like, what again? Yeah. What is the ultimate goal? Is she going to kill them or she just want to do this for the photo? And then yeah, they're going to wake it, up and she's going to go to prison. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is her goal? Is she going to kill all these kids? She's obviously out of her mind. It has no concept of consequence at this point. She's kind of. No. She's like, I don't even think totally she knows not what even she's th- doing. She doesn't at this point. And then... Ding dong. The cop comes. And of course, if you're a cop in a horror movie, what's going to happen? You're going to die. You're going to die. And he does. Quickly. And he does. He does, but... Just you to know, build this, up the body count outside of our central characters. Right. Exactly. And like this at least gets Jeannie downstairs to reintroduce her to the plot. <laughs> and earlier, Chaz had dropped like a bottle of vodka and um, Ma lit all these candles on the stairway. So of course, Sue Ann goes upstairs and Jeannie stabs her right in the chest, it looks like, and she pummels down the stairs and knocks over the candles, igniting the vodka spill. So now we have the house on fire. Of course, why not? Let's, again, this movie is the kitchen sink. So might, might as well light the house on fire. Maggie's hanging by her neck and she like gets saved by Jeannie. And then, 
Oh, then this, we forgot this that horrible moment with Andy, which is Ew. like, yeah. Oh, this is the cringiest moment of the whole movie. It absolutely where, is. Where I mean, he's like trying to seduce her, I guess, to let to to get him to let her go. Ma, are you mad at me? Yeah, <laughs> and then they full on make out. And it's not a kiss, bitch. It's like a make out session. It's like a make out sesh. And he is the youngest looking person in this cast. And she's obviously an adult woman. And it is very uncomfortable to watch. It is disturbing. It is really disturbing. And when I think about Tate Taylor's reason for making this movie, which when asked, like, what was his inspiration for this? He literally just said, I just wanted to write something that was fucked up. And mission accomplished. Because this is so fucked up. This is fucked up for sure. I don't think that he's ever going to win an award for best original screenplay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for Ma too. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Maybe, but at that point, even that would be adopted. I don't know. I think <laughs> true, 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 true. I don't know. I just, there's a lot of ideas here. And I don't know that they're all working. Yeah, I don't know if this whole ending works for me. We have, they get saved by Erica and Stu. Why not? Let's bring Stu back. And, um, you know, they, it sort of kind of gets wrapped up pretty quickly. They all, none of them really die. They just all sort of are now suffering from their inflictions. They're pulled out of the house. And then there's this one last confrontation between Sue Ann and Erica, which is crazy because I don't feel like there, I don't feel like there's enough of Erica in the flashbacks to warrant like a big confrontation between, between her Sue and, and Sue Ann. Yeah. It's really weird because she's like, you should have saved me. You should have saved me. I'm like, we only got 10 seconds of them knowing each other in these flashbacks where Erica was friendly to Sue Ann. So it's really bizarre that they set her that up she to blames be the, her so much. The, snoo- the Sue Snell to Sue Ann's Carrie. Like, that's really weird to me because she doesn't do anything remotely close to that. Because that's what I'm assuming that this is taken from is Carrie. Is like, why yeah. did you do this to me? Like, you know, it's like, why did you make me there go sh- to the prom? Yeah, like, there should have been a confrontation in a flashback, of, you know, continuing those flashbacks of Sue Ann yeah. confronting Erica saying like why didn't you save me and her like brushing her off or like like feeling sympathy but then like noticing her friends or like and then siding with her friends or something yeah. like that yeah something that fell in line with this final confrontation because this is weird yeah because i feel like these two don't i mean they barely know each other and she's basically like i'm gonna kill my daughter and it's your fault like nah it's your fault but okay go off so then since Jeannie saved Maggie, Maggie saves Jeannie by stabbing Ma in the back. I was like, oh my God. Literally. I was like. Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. what a, wow, what a weird, again, <laughs> these are some weird choices that these characters are being written to do. Yeah, it was very strange. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I didn't expect her to go and just full on stab her. And then Sue Ann finally just gives up. She's like, you know what? fine. I'll just go upstairs and lay, lay next to my man. You guys are just jealous because I'm with Ben now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, she's like stabbed and she's like bleeding everywhere and then everybody escapes and everybody's like, oh my god, like outside. And then it's almost as if she's never been stabbed. No pain, no whatever. She's just like, meh, whatever. I have a giant stab wound in my back. I'm just gonna go waltz over and 
fall asleep next to my man. I do kind of like that being like the final shot of Sue Ann. Like she wins her man. <laughs> yeah, she got him. She got she's him. She's always had a crush on him and now she yeah. gets to live in the fantasy that she's always yeah. had for herself. Yeah. Now Ma now and Dracula she... will live together forever. Now who's sucking whose dick? That's right. He's sucking hers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in hell. That's it, right? In hell. <laughs> and that's the end of this movie. The, the house burns up and we assume we this, that we get this she goes final with shot of the house. Um, with a CGI fully flames. animated. Fully animated. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking cartoon overhead shot of the house. Yeah. Um, and Just then burn they it leave. up. Yeah, that's it. And that's and it. And that's it. It's and like, then okay, we can only well, imagine that based on the alternative ending, Jeannie befriends these people and she becomes one of the hottest girls in school, which is great. I love that idea now that's planted in my head. I love that. She deserves yeah, that's it. A good, she deserves it. Yeah, she's bad. She's going to be um, fully immersed in Hot Girl Summer. Right, exactly. And that year, they all had a hot girl summer. (laughs) The end. The end. (laughs) So, all right, final thoughts. Well, actually, let's hear from our listener, Mike Atchew. Let's hear what he has to say about this movie. Yes, we have a very uh, avid fan of Ma who um, would like to say something. So let's hear it for Mike. Hey, Jake and Frankie, thanks for letting me talk about Ma. Um, it is such a great, fun, campy movie. And it's got star power. You know, Oscar winner Octavia Spencer, Oscar winner Allison Janney, Oscar nominee Juliette Lewis, plus Missy Pyle and Luke Evans. And as they say in Mamma Mia 2, <laughs> be still my beating vagina. Um, but you could just tell that everybody on this movie had a great time making it. And like, that's what makes it such a delight to watch. Um, on top of that, the lines are iconic, like, you too thirsty. It's just hilarious. Um, I love it so much that I named my kickball team after it. My kickball team name is Party at Ma's. It's also Michael Atchew because that's my initials. You have to be a little narcissistic. Anyway, uh, thanks for making me laugh every week. And I look forward to hearing this episode. Sweet screams, bitches. Thank you for sending that, Mike. Oh my gosh, yes. And I think we're going to try to start doing this more. If you have anything you would uh, love to say about any of the movies that we do coming up, let us know and we'll have you record a message and you can show up right here on Fear the Talking Queers. Yeah, actually this week we'll... um we will post what movies we're doing in May. And based on those choices, if you have feel compelled to say anything, go to anchor.fm slash fear the talking queers and send us an audio message about what you think about any of these films. And we'll include it into our episode and you will be an official fear the talking queer. (laughs) That's right. So thank you, Mike. That was very sweet. What you said. Um, We're happy to make you laugh every week. Um, We hope we've done it with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um, so now what are your final thoughts on this film? Okay, so my final thoughts are as follows. Um, I think that there are just too many ideas in this movie. I think that um, they try to, like you said, vilify Ma- uh, Sue Ann as much as possible to the point where it just got too convoluted. It was like, we don't want the audience to have any sympathy for this character, so we're going to make her a thief, we're going to make her a liar, we're going to make her lie about having cancer, we're going to make her be a sexual predator, we're also going to make her... And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, One thing at a time, yo. 
Because I think one of the things that usually works in a revenge thriller is actually feeling for the person. So I think if they yeah. could have just dropped a few of those ideas so that we could have seen it from both sides, I think that would have been a stronger choice. Um, but otherwise, I think what really saves this movie and really makes it one of the reasons why I bought the Blu-ray was the performances. I think that where this movie excels is the actors and their roles. I think that Octavia does a really great job. I think Luke does a really great job. And I think Juliet does a really great job. I think the adult actors across the board did a phenomenal job bringing their characters to life. And I love the way that the the kids interact with each other. And that saves the movie for me. So I would say that I give this movie a three out of five. Ooh, okay. That's yeah, I agree with that. Um I don't find this movie to be like offensively bad or anything. I think it's no. I just find it weird. I find this movie to be so weird. Yeah. But um not like horribly unenjoyable. I think it's fun. No, I actually think it's really fun <clears throat> and enjoyable. Yeah. And I think that Sue Ann is a strange villain, but I don't dislike her as a villain. And um like I said, I just the only thing I can call her is a kitchen sink. Like literally they threw everything in there possible. Yeah. And but you know, I'm happy to see Octavia in a lead role. I think that's amazing and I hope she gets more opportunities. I love that she was given the opportunity to like play a villain um and create uh, you know a, an iconic horror character i love that and um it's definitely different from her usual role so i'm all about that and so i would rate this a 2.5 out of 5 2.5 out of 5 yeah uh yeah i like i said i think i just think the ending leaves me feeling a little more icky than it does fulfilled yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I just would recommend this, I guess, to somebody just looking for a fun time and not really like totally. storyline. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's silly. It's fun. I don't hate, like I said, I don't find it offensively bad. I think it's enjoyable, but it's not like, I don't think it's going to go down in one of my favorites, but um, I wouldn't say no. If somebody said, do you want to watch this? I'd say, yeah, sure. Why not? Ma is cute. Yeah, I'm down. It's cute. Yeah, exactly. All right. So. Oh my gosh. Party's over. <laughs> The party is over. Let's wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening to our episode on Ma. Uh, we talked about some great things. We talked about parties. We gave a shout out to moms. And uh, we definitely killed the shit out of this movie. So um, before we go, we're going to plug our social media. Don't turn this off. First things first. Hey, if you can, leave us an Apple Podcast review. Five stars. Because we're the best. Like, Absolutely. If you have an iPhone, there's no excuse. Yeah. And like, give me a break. Like, look at these other podcasts. Like, they can never. I know. Like, if you're listening to this still all the way through, you know you love us. Yeah. Five <laughs> stars. Come on. And then um, you follow us on Instagram at Fear the Talking Queers. You can even email us. Oh, yes. I <laughs> We've yet to receive an email in the year. Um, coming up in a year, almost. This, yeah. Yes. The, oh my God. We are coming up on a year. We are month, what, exactly one month shy of our very first episode. It is May 3rd. Our first episode came out on June 3rd, 2020. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so crazy. So uh, be the first person to send us an email. <laughs> yeah. Fear the talking queers at gmail.com. 
Yes, and then uh, you can also visit our website, www.fearthetalkingqueers.com. Yes, there's some cute stuff on there. And like we said, we do want to hear from you. We want you to be a legendary talking queer by including your audio in our episode so like we said we're gonna post the episodes that we're doing monthly and if you can if you can go to anchor.fm slash fear the talking queers and leave us an audio message about one of the movies that we have coming up and we'll include it in our episode yes and while you're there if you see the little button that says support us or donate feel free you know drop us a few dollars it's up to you Click on it and see what it says. Like, yeah, just you, see what it you says. Know, you be the judge. Like, hear it out. Like, you're not going to let us, you know, just dwindle here. Like, you're not going to make right, us drink alone. No. Come on. Yeah, you're not going to make us drink alone, are you? <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to say sweet screams, bitch. Bye. Party's over. Go the fuck home. <laughs>